you live from an upload speed of 1.17 megabytes per second. It's time for Destiny Down Under. Welcome to, it's not even an episode number, it's an auspicious event. Auspicious, auspicious, how do you say that word, Matt? What's the deal with it? Oh, you know, know me, you don't uh, ask me how to yeah, pronounce it. Don't that. ask Matt how to pronounce anything. Auspicious, auspicious evening, I'm just going to candle after, it's, you know, we're happy to be here because it's not, it's, we get to do this like once a year where we get to dive in and do a monster recap on, on a showcase uh, and... This is like the best day to be a guardian, right? Like this is this is the day. If if anyone's ever going to get drawn into the orbit of destiny, it's days like today. And it's like I'm looking big. at you, Matt. It's, it's been a big day for Matt in, on a couple of counts. Like one, you were up at. Look, God, I, I watched the showcase live. <laughs> yeah. And then at midnight, and then I went back to bed, had some sleep, and got up, did a stream, played a little bit of the new season. Yep. And then. Rewatch the showcase again, to making go through. Yeah. detailed law notes. Yeah. Um. So. So it's been a day. It's normally it's you know day. new seasons have always kicked your ass, with the exception of the last one because you know little Leo came along and happy days. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not been a cakewalk either. Um. So holy shit, where to start? Uh, Lightfall, I guess, right off the top. We, 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 we don't have time to muck around, right? We don't have okay. time to muck around tonight. We need to dive right in because we have a special pre-recorded interview with Chris Proctor that we're going to run yeah, in its entirety for this, and it goes for over an hour. <laughs> so this yep. could very well set the record for the longest DDU episode ever. Uh, and but, and to know. set the record for Chris Proctor, this was recorded over the weekend. So um, it was before Arc 3.0, and there was, there was a bunch of stuff we couldn't know or couldn't ask about. So, but what that did allow us to do is get some OG lore about Chris Proctor, how he got into game dev and more sort of general game development like questions. Yeah. How did you enjoy it? I mean, look, if you're jumping into this, uh, into our podcast for the first time and you've not been here before and you're expecting to get something like the <laughs> firing range, Chris Proctor interviews where we're going to talk about like percent flinch and shit like that. No. I mean, no, <laughs> that's that's not who we are and it's not what we're about. And they do a perfectly good job of that too. So there's no need to yeah. double up. Excellent dudes. So uh, that's coming up uh, in a little while. Uh, we'll run that and you'll um, you'll be able to, you know, feast on it. Um, Maddie, where do you want to start? How do you want to, how do you want to tackle this beast of a showcase that we received? Well, today? look, my initial reaction to the Lightfall trailer. Yes. I was like, this is, this is not our system. This is not soul. This is not Earth. Mm. They've we've we've it's fallen. That was yeah. the, what I thought. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this pristine cyberpunkin world?" Yep. Where where is this place? We've turned up somewhere else. That was what I'm like. Where is this? Where is this yeah. immaculate, perfect city been hiding? Uh, in through several collapses now at this point, <laughs> and I mean, yep. we didn't have to wait too long to fucking find out, did we? <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's Neptune. Yes. 
it and I, I so I watched all the post interview as well, and apparently a ship, uh, you know, just during the collapse escapes. Yep. Went to Neptune, and just like started a parallel hidden civilization. Yeah, the secret metropolis of Neomuna. 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 It's gonna take you. It's gonna take a while. It does sound like somewhere you'd want to go on holidays if you lived in Australia, though. Yeah, we're yeah. going off to Neomuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the cool thing though is we have law for you. Yeah, right. Do you remember my video about Nefeli strongholds? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna lie and say okay. yes. <laughs> At the end of Witch Queen, when you completed yes, the evidence board. Yep. You got this really random uh, message, and it was about Rasputin, and it was about a secret colony called Nefeli Stronghold, and that's all we've got. Nefeli is the goddess of the clouds. Guess who the heroes are of Neomuna. 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 I'm like just... The, what are their names? What tell us? Loud Striders. Loud Striders. I was so this say, could be yeah. the secret. This could be the secret colony that Rasputin deleted all the information about, which is why no one knew about it. Um, I mean, we probably should have checked Neptune. Like we're probably flying past. Are we fly past. Where's Neptune? Do you go past it? I don't <laughs> know. The the <laughs> I need to consult my like year four solar system model and just figure out how many times we've ignor ignorantly like flown past this planet. I'm pretty sure it's closer than, you know, wherever Marasov and that hang out. Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it isn't. Anyway. Yeah, maybe you're right. I've got no idea. Someone's People are already shaking their heads. I so like it. just basically our whole civilization on Neptune in this like skyscraper metrop metropolis. Looks beautiful. Uh, it yeah. looks it looks incredible. I've seen a lot of people meme in today about like you know the the uh, it's uh, you know cyberpunk destiny and all of that sort of stuff. But I think like more than that, and importantly, it. We, it. It, it, we did need it. We needed just yeah. a, a pretty place, right? Because we've done you know Witch Queen very hive heavy. You know, like as much as it was sort of more beautiful and ornate version of the thing, it was still a, the thing, right? Where this this is a, a fresh palette. And, like, for whatever reason, like, from nearly the moment they come in the trailer where they come out of that shattered glass, it just reminded me of Ninja Turtles. And I don't, I don't know why. And then I've yeah, seen other people, people, said that. Yeah. other people saying the same thing. I think Riss made a cracking video, a little, little video about it, setting it to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme. But for whatever reason, it's just... And, I mean, look, if, if you're going to, like, pin me down and, and make me love something, that's probably a pretty good way to do it. So. Yeah. People um, have mentioned like Aphrodite's uh, place, but I think Aphrodite's place is a bit further out. The pacifist colony is like in the outer rim. So I don't think it's Aphrodite's place. Um, looking at the cloud striders, they don't, they don't look particularly pacifist. Either. <laughs> Just, yeah. That's not a word I would use. They look pretty staunch. I've seen some people frothing on them on the internet already. Yeah. Just they're going to be, yeah. They're going to be, uh, I don't know, I suppose the new crow. Well, if we, we, we can talk about them now as well. I guess the only thing other thing I was going to say about um, this this space is that, you know, that's that's exactly what Joe and the, the devs said was, you know, we built swamps. You've been through ruins. You've yep. trudged through swamps. Wanted something a little bit different. And I think this opens the door for just anything. And Rolk put his foot in the door, you're like, oh shit, like different different species, yep. different alien. Like that really started to open the sci-fi door. Yep. And then this is just like, uh, FBI, open up. 
Yeah, they've just breached the door of like, you know what, we'll do whatever we want and you'll like it. And to be honest, they're fucking right. (laughs) There's no no complaint there. Um, So Callus just turns up. Right at Niamuna, he he knew it was there. Hey, apparently, he figured it out before we did. You want? Well, yeah. That there's that. I guess we don't really know how Callus worked out. It was there, or the witness did. Um, but I mean, I guess not really spoilers. Sort of spoilers. Did you notice during the um, showcase, Osiris is in the background on one of the banners? I did. So I actually saw a picture of a someone had cropped it out and, and tweeted yeah. it out. I'm... And then when you uh, when Lorraine was talking about the Kletter's edition, she mentioned how Osiris needs to talk to Akora. If you then go to the Bungie store page, it it let me read it to you. You've done a lot of right, read it to me, but you've done a lot of sleuthing today, and I just want it known that Dude, I'm, I've done twelve hours of sleuthing. I'm impressed, right? You, I'm you not are an benefiting easy to impress, from man. fucking twelve hours and about four hundred people in Twitch chat feeding me information. Yeah. Mylan is, he's reached his peak of uh, Charlie Day in front of the. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, this is what it says on right. the Bungie store. Yep. The witness's arrival is imminent. To prepare for this inevitable battle, the Vanguard shares Empress Keitel's insights into Callus's psyche with you. Study Akora's notes about Osiris's vision of hope on Neptune and discover the possible link with the Exo Strangers' mysterious. Poker. Okay. So listen to this. Poker. Let me explain, Lock. It's the fish, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So this, this one paragraph not only confirms Osiris will wake up, but he is likely the reason we go to Neptune. He has some sort of vision of Neptune, which is probably why we go there and investigate and then discover Kallus is already invading it. Um... And they name the fish a poker, and it is P-O-U-K-A, and it is linked to this cybernetic area. So this is probably the origin story for the fishies. Right. And of course, because she's a time traveler, she's already been there and collected her fish back, you know, who knows when. And and obviously it fits, right? The the fish fits in aesthetically straight away to that area. So we're probably going to get for some fish law. And there is some fish law already on the auto rifle that you that you can get right now. Yeah. The okay. exotic. Yep. The, for the pre-order. You pre-order the the Yeah, um, so if you Lightfall. pre-order the yep. yeah, Lightfall, you, you can get an in-game exotic right now, which, like, I hope that it isn't just insane. <laughs> I feel yep. like if it's, too, if it's too powerful, people will, like, not view that particularly fondly. They'll feel like they're being forced... To, mm. to to hand over their cash for it, but beyond that, I think. Um, uh, and the interesting thing about Neomuna as well is how they. Um, I'm gonna turn this down. I'm gonna get notifications on mine, Marlin Games. <laughs> it's okay. I can't hear any of it. <laughs> yeah, but see, I can't do two things at once. I can't. I can't talk. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, like, no, no. yeah, you're good. And I either got to turn it down and just talk to you, and then turn you back up when you talk. Um. <laughs> Joe Blackburn, because it's meant to be a tropolis, right? So where's all the people? True. And he, he said basically right up until the moment you, you step foot in there that it was populated. So they've either all been evacuated because Callus was invading or they've all been uh, vaporized. I don't know. Cloud Strider napped. 
They yeah. were being kidnapped by Daddy Callus. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's Neptune. Right. right, so that's where we're going. That's that's the big takeaway from, uh, you know, and obviously it's building to towards a showdown with Callus at the very least. Um, so, I mean, God. Oh, yeah, you want to know about Callus? What do you know about Callus? Tell, Keep tell talking me, for a give second. Me, give, me some, give me some tidbits about Callus, right? Oh, I'm testing you. What you do you know about Callus? From about Season of the Haunted, yeah. From yeah. Season of the Haunted. I know that he's got a yeah. big spooky ship covered in ghost stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that he's now, I don't know, has he, has he become a fully-fledged witness? Is that the assumption that we're making here? Because the trailer, it seems like, you know, now he's got his cabal, but they're being reinforced by what we would call darkness, you know, what Disciple, powers that, that clearly come from the witness. So, Disciple? Yes, that was that was what I mean, yes. not a witness, a disciple. Yeah. My bad. So, yeah, uh, Joe Blackburn confirmed uh, that he is a disciple. And remember that Callus's body probably shouldn't exist. Like, he had transferred his consciousness into the Leviathan and then into the Lunar Pyramid. So he shouldn't really be around. So the fact that we see fleshy Callus, yeah, who D-Flawless asks, is this real Callus or robot Callus? And they're like, 97% sure, real Callus. Um, I think this is Callus reborn as the uh, as, as a, a disciple. disciple. So yeah, just like Rolk was remade, he had to glow up. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, Callus Callus hasn't had much of a glow up. If that's what he's going to look like, <laughs> he basically looks like the same version of himself, except with no shirt on. Yeah, he he, you know, he could do with a bit more glow. Yeah, he needs a, he needs a, he needs the glow up. Hopefully, he's got a like bitchin' suit of armor or something cool that he can jump in. Because I just yeah, hopefully. don't want to have to fight a shirtless callus. It'd be too distracting. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like the bar, the bathers or whatever. From the Leviathan. Yeah, just be like yeah, an angry bather the, from the Leviathan. Just yeah, You're just hoping the towel doesn't fall off. Yeah, burn your right retinas forever. Uh, um. So yeah, so he's leading. He didn't just get the glow up. His whole army, like the uh, which savage. are called the Shadow Legion, yep. uh, are all pyramid tech as well. Yeah, they they're all wearing black. They're all looking very very serious. So uh-huh. uh huh. And, and what was the name of of, of that's escapes me it. now. The the new unit. Huh? I know you can do it. Remember the name? I can't remember the name. <laughs> it's fucking Tormentors. Tormentors. Yes. Yeah, I mean they sound friendly. They look don't like they? Dark Soul box bosses. I, Dave Samuel saying like they wanted to make an enemy that when basically it turns up, you kind of shit your pants. <laughs> I think that that carries some weight because there's not much turns up in destiny right now where you're like, Ooh, shit. You know, like most things you just, you just kill them where I hope there's a bit of a genuine pant crapping moment whenever these bad yeah. boys turn up. They're probably going to be champions too. Cause they got the champion, uh, like, um, thing on them. Yeah, true, true, right. Like maybe, to maybe stop and whatever. Maybe they'll tie that into some lore. Maybe we'll finally get some lore on maybe. why champions exist, hey? But th- but they're like, once again, another new, essentially the pyramid ship race, I guess, enemy. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, 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 they're not even particularly the rolky, are they? They're kind of like something else again. The devs called them the, the pyramid ship unit. So, or the pyramid unit or something like pyramid that. Pyramid unit. There we go. Um, yeah, absolute unit. I'll look forward to killing them. I mean, in a friendly way, like in a recreational sense. It's going to be... <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't want that to come off too savage, but it's the truth, you know? Like, we'll just, we'll, we will not labor on that. Um, 
All right. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that we're, yeah, we're missing? We haven't talked oh. about the cloud striders yet. I mean, where? Where, where, where do they come from? Well, we've got more information what? on it. Once again, I tell you, I've been sleuthing all today. Uh, no, look, we probably need this. Like, we're, we're going to blast through, like, the, the bullet points of the, the cool yeah, we stuff. Are. The other stuff is not going to take too seasons, long. Seasons, but... So, we we saw the cloud striders. They are like a guardian mirror mirror image. They're, they're the guardians of Neptune. And unlike guardians, they're not immortal. They only live for 10 years. 10 and years? Yes, their life is shortened by the cybernetics they use. Wow. So apparently they're extremely powerful. They tower over guardians. They're taller than guardians, according to Joe. But, but, they're, but they're only 10 at the most. No, no they're not. They only li- <laughs> no, no, they're not, but they're not born. Oh, my God. They're not born cloud striders, okay? They're not born. They, 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 uh, they volunteer for the position. And then they're t- and for then, 10 years. Yeah, and then once once they're once they're all cybernetic up, then they they only live for ten years. Okay, right. Well, uh, be in, be interested because I am, I'm very interested. Actually, I was just very concerned so, that we were going to be dealing with like absolutely jacked, babies, giant, no, shredded ten year olds because no. that's fucking terrifying. No. I was all, no. almost more scared of them than than tormentors, right? And I don't think that's the intention here. It's like a big Hulk baby, just like yeah, slamming just... people on the ground. <laughs> yep. Um, so the the cloud stri- the cloud striders, you know, they're not chosen by the light; they volunteer for it. So that's like the juxtapositioning with guardians. Guardians are immortal; they only live for ten years. Guardians are chosen; they volunteer. So they mentioned how guardians are hopefully going to learn some lessons from the cloud striders. So. Yep. You know, I was assuming that they are going to be an ally and we're going to team up with them to take on pyramid ship, callous enemies, etc. They do. They give They give off, like, to me, just as a pure pundit, they kind of remind me of, um, like, Valkyries or something like that, you know, like Norse yeah. Valkyries. Like, they'll, you know, that I don't know. I mean, they're not wearing much armor really either, are they? You know, like, you can kind of... Compared to us, yeah. we're immortal, mind you, and we're still wearing armor from head to toe. And they're kind of turning up with their shirt off, going like, "Yeah, they're, you know, they're, oh, I'm only they're here for ten the... years anyway. <laughs> Do your worst, whatever." They're, the, they're the, like classic MMO, like epic gear. You know, that's yeah. like a bikini. Yeah. yeah, the better the gear gets, the smaller it gets. <laughs> Before you end up just in a in a gilded G banger, just. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, a couple of double pluggers and you're yeah, away. A couple of double pluggers down the beach. You've, you're laughing. Um, right. What else? What else? What else? What else is in the trailer? Tell me um, stuff. More stuff. Well, you know what we have? You know, you're, you're, you, you're lucky I'm here to keep you on track. You know what we haven't talked about? What? I can tell about 10 Strand. things. Strand. Yeah, of course. The new right. darkness subglass. So for me, like, what was what did you take out of this when you first saw it? Because I I saw a leak of this, and I was like, I don't know, like I, I thought maybe not, and like I didn't. It was just a still image. I didn't see obviously. I didn't. I saw the, you know, it, I probably half half the people here had it spoiled for them, and I'm like, man, maybe it's real, maybe it isn't. What did you, what was your first takeaway well, when I you first, actually when saw it? When I saw it? the grapple hook, I was like, okay, I guess they're making all new PvP maps. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, that gonna, fucks like, everything. Give everyone fucking hats to wear so they can't get shot from above. <laughs> uh, so that was the first thing I thought was 
man, they must have something the pipes to to either that or apparently maybe the maps work really well with with grapple hooks because with strand the whole idea is you essentially pull on the strands of the universe, the yeah, matrix, the, the sort and, of the 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 strings holding the universe yeah. together. You're manipulating that. Once I once I heard it explained, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm sold on this. I mean, and um, Spider-Man swinging. Well, who doesn't want to do that to begin with? Yeah, but as for the rest of it, pre- I like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. You're just you're Spider-Man. You can swing through this metropolis, um, and you don't need to attach to anything. You can just swing on. There's yeah. no anchor point required because you you're always swing. attached to the universe. It's fucking sweet. Yeah, strings of the universe. And it it is interesting how they describe this. This because it is a darkness power, and the way they talk about darkness is very different from sort of OG Destiny. It's like yeah. Um, uh, Dave, I'm out. Dave, old mate Dave, old mate Dave, down yes. of, old mate Dave, sound effect Dave, you know, said, um, light abilities are like uh, creation. And then I'm like, then I was expecting him to say, and darkness is about destruction. And he says, darkness is about consciousness. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, that's a bit like the egregore, how everything's connected together. And, and this is a, a darkness subclass, which you're pulling about strands which connects everything together so and it's also described as like a psychic energy so um you know they're obviously moving away from the whole light good uh, darkness evil kind of thing and i think strand adds to that with a lot more complexity what like darkness is and defining darkness but yeah i mean i don't, I don't think that it, it even as ascribes to that classic sort of like good bad even remotely anymore yeah. now because this isn't like it may well be something that you could more easily manipulate in a sinister way, maybe I don't know, but I mean, you could light someone on fire with a hammer, and that seems pretty evil to me too. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy enough with it though. Like, um, just just the concept of it. I, I've kind of I've often wondered this as just you know as a quick aside, like. If you ever stop and like, obviously now we're thinking about well, what comes? What's the third and final darkness subclass? I had no idea where they'd go with this, like from yeah. stasis. I'm like, maybe stasis was it. Maybe stasis and like the tie into entropy and all of that. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's just the only one. But now we're seeing this and green. I don't know what color the <laughs> the, the, the third one will What's be. What's left? I don't know. Pink, purple. Maybe like a really no, dark, purple. a dark nasty red. What do you reckon? We've got yeah. orange. Maybe red. Maybe. I think there are already some effects that use the red color, though, isn't oh, there? I don't know. I mean, look, that's why they get paid the big bucks and we're just here talking about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, I'm sure. very excited for it, though, and I think that so, anything that adds, to like, like, to the utility, I mean, you think about I mean, I play a Titan, everyone knows that, so I'm forever, like, just shoulder charging just as a mobility aid around the map, right? Like, it's just part of my movement. You add... Spider-Man swinging. Like, how are you going to get off this subclass ever again? Like, it's it's going to be the traveler's subclass. Like, and I don't mean the the big ball. I mean, if you're traveling I, anywhere, you're going to be you. Well, I think it's going to come down to if there's a, what the cooldown is and stuff like that. True. Man. I'm imagining you can't just like endlessly in PvP. You can't probably just keep <laughs> just swinging, boys. Yeah. Just. Just like yeah, old mate skateboarding. I don't know if it's going to be tied to. It must be tied to an ability, like an ability cooldown. Yeah, you think so? Sort. Like some kind of dodge or one of the new dodges, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, because originally it was uh, it was a hunter specific move. That would have been. And, oh, I would have been mad when I when yeah. they said that. I'm like, yeah, there would have been a riot. Like, 
Yeah. And they're like, no, no we can't just give this to Hunters. <laughs> the only people who will say that are you know, Hunters. They'll be like, no, we would have been fine. We would have been balanced. We would be good, good, bro. We, ne- we need that. We would have used it responsibly. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but the Supers themselves, the Hunter has like that um, a rope with a knife on the end. It's, yeah, it's um, like a, a rope like, dart. Yeah, yeah, rope dart. Yep. Or a, bar, um, or a butt the... plug on a string. <laughs> True. It's all right. It's after uh, nine the, o'clock. We can talk about that. Got him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in Australia it is. True. Uh, the the Titan is like a Beyblade. Let it rip. True. Yep. Yep. They just they they just <laughs> spin spin around. Yep. And the Warlock shoots like um, javelins. Really, like yeah, look, javelin. Looks, yeah. Spears of. Mm-hmm. It strand. reminds me of like a, a um. Like you know when you go spear fishing, <laughs> like you've got like you. I mean, it's not something I've done for twenty years, but you've got your like your little harpoon that's got all the spears coming off the end of it. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that. Anyway, yeah. I mean, go and look at a picture of it. You can make jump to your own conclusions. Is that all we know about strands? Uh, I think that's the ma- that's the main bits about strand. Hmm. I'm just, I'm quickly trying oh, to... Oh, I don't know. Other major, major thing. What's no that? one has ever used Strand before. They're very True. clear that this is the first people guardian thing in the Destiny universe that has discovered used Strand. That's us. We've figured it out. We're That's finally us. smart We're figuring it out as we go. Do it on our own. We're doing it. Yep. Yep. I think that, that opens the door for it to be... Um, you know, like clearly, stasis in in Beyond Light was a was a plot device, right? Like it was the it was the reason that we did went and did what we did to con- first to stop Eremus controlling it, and then to control it ourselves. So it'll be interesting to see how this this becomes part of like our story. In that, like, well, it, I mean, if we're the first people to discover it, it's not like we go and bump into the Cloud Striders and they teach us how to do it, which would have no, been exactly. probably what I would have assumed. Had they not made a point of saying that we discover it ourselves, so yeah, very interested to see where it comes from. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be tied in some way to Neptune. So um, maybe it's something that we discover there. Who knows? Um, is there anything else in the Lightfall stuff that we want to uh, that we want to touch uh, on before we move on to the rest of the? Awesome no, stuff they, that's they were all my. I mean, there's probably other stuff. I think there's some general other stuff, but that that was the main thing. Neptune, Cloud Striders, Callus, Shadow Legion. Tormentors. Strand. 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 There you go. If that doesn't get you excited, then look, you're just dead inside. Destiny's <laughs> not not for you, to be yeah, honest. Destiny's just not yeah. for you. If that if that isn't if that isn't yeah, that's not floating your goat. You need to try harder. All right. So, uh, here here's we're we're gonna blast through some of these things, um, just so that we can get to the, <laughs> this isn't doesn't turn out to be a two and a half hour episode. Um, some of the stuff that is coming in the uh, the not too distant future. What do you think about Guardian Ranks, Matt? So Guardian Ranks being the new way to kind of guide people through uh, the the onboarding experience in the game, maybe teach them some stuff. Okay, says, it's 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 one of the few things I don't like about. But it, I want more information. Yeah, and I and I like. Uh, no, I, I like the commendations. I I just I don't see its purpose for us apart from judging us, people like. Yeah, but for us, like commendations are a different thing. But talking about the guardian ranks themselves, like and being a way to introduce people to the game, I think that there needs to be something, right? Like if it if it provides structure for people to enter Destiny, I think it'll be great. Um, yeah, I get. I guess if it's if it's 
Yeah, I never really thought about that way. I just thought about the social judgment aspects of Guardian ranks. Oh, They're yeah, like, look, I mean, that, that's where Like, it I'm going to be playing, like, someone's going, oh, hello, I've been playing Destiny for, like, eight years. <laughs> Guardian ranks is level two. <laughs> I'm, bro, I'm reading the law. Fuck you. Where's the Guardian rank for reading the fucking I law books? <laughs> look, man, I reckon you could, like, get an honorary Guardian rank doctorate <laughs> at this point. Like, yours should be capped. You know, like, you don't need to go and earn it. You just Max get rank. given one because you've done enough. You know, like, when comedians get given doctorates in English literature or whatever the fuck. I think we can, we can, we can get one for Matty. Matt's capped fucking Guardian rank just so people won't cyberbully him. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I I do, there is a bit of trepidation about it for me too. Like I'm kind of like, maybe it's just that I don't trust people. Um, but so, I, I mean, I, we didn't really explain what it is. You basically, yep. it's almost like triumphs that you complete that gives you a guardian rank that people can see. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it escalates. So if you're new to the game, it's going to give you easy stuff and eventually it's going to get to end game content and it'll indicate whether you're a, You've got a big e penis or a small e penis. or an innie, as it may be. You know, like just it's not there at all. Who knows? Um, uh. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look, we're already a little bit that way with season pass rank and whatever. Like, um, I don't know. Look, let's we'll, we'll just wait and see. But, I mean, it's got to be different from season pass rank because it's yeah, it's, it's not a completely about, different it's thing. Be dis- well, I mean, they're talking about it like it's displayed. So I don't know if it's going to replace your season pass rank. I think it probably gonna... should because, like, there's a lot of people that I see. When I'm playing Destiny, I'm, I'm not a judgy bloke at all. But when I see, like, season rank, like, fucking off the scale, I'm like, please go outside. Just, <laughs> just, it's okay. You can, your hand's grafted to a keyboard or something. <laughs> all right. On the on the on the things that will definitely impact us a little bit more mods and loadout manager. Oh mate, oh, this looks baby. so good. I know, and it's been so long. Like it's one of those oh. things that we've kind of, you know, thanks to Dim and like God bless Dim because it's gonna probably hit them a little bit. I mean, obviously people will still manage their inventories and whatnot through Dim, but the loadout builder in Dim has been somewhat a lifesaver. And to get something like that in game where it's just you can. <laughs> You know, everything's presented to you in a in a sort of like overarching view, much like the the you know the appearance stuff now, like the the um skin and whatnot modifications. Give it to me, give it to me now. I'm as excited about this as I am about Lightfall. <laughs> to be, if I'm honest, yeah, it's yep. uh, it's a huge deal. So, uh, that's coming. Is that? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was a bit. I'm a bit vague on when these things are going to be deployed. I'm assuming. I'm that assuming Lightfall. Yeah, after Lightfall, um, uh, that these are things that are in the pipeline. I, I, I don't know. Online they... during Lightfall. I don't know. Okay. I don't think they really said. I mean, it was yeah, a that's Lightfall what I mean. I'm showcase. Like, if if I thought if they were all coming with Lightfall, it would have been this is coming with Lightfall. So I think it's sort of like this will be sort of the thing. You know how I mean. Cast your mind back a year. They were talking about we'll be refreshing all of the the subclasses through the course of the next year, which you know we've, we've now they've now done. So um, I think this will this will be a similar sort of thing. Um, commendations. This is the one I'm probably <laughs> I'm more worried about this than I am about guardian ranks. Uh, I'll read the blurb and then we'll we'll give our like slightly pessimistic takes on it. Uh, it's nice to feel appreciated. Coming in lightfall, there will be a chance at the end of activities to tell others that they were great, a great teammate or a worthy adversary. 
as you rack up commendations for being a strong player or a great leader, other players will take notice and instantly know that you have a lot of experience and that you would be a worthy addition to their fire team. I can see it being great in 99.9% of I like the concepts, but (laughs) people just just don't do the right thing. I know. There'll be people who will, like, farm it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Someone will figure out how to farm this and distort their rank. And I know that will happen. I believe that will happen. Ah, uh, an LFG fire team finder. I, you know what? If it just came with mods loadout, mods, uh, the mods in the loadout manager, yep. an LFG, I think it would have it would have been fine. I mean, it would have been enough for me. I would have never known about this other stuff. But look, you know, maybe we're just being a little bit. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. It, it's not gonna it'll be us, interesting to see how the LFG goes. Uh, someone made a good comment that. For game releases without an LFG, it's very hard to retro- retroactively add an LFG because people get into the habits, people get some ways of doing it. For me, someone who do- I think for people that don't currently use an LFG, you'll probably give it a shot. And if you have a good experience, you'll keep using it. Yeah. It is very luck of the draw, though. It, like, I mean, that, that's always been the case, even going through the Destiny app and things like that. It is luck of the draw. I mean, we, we're fortunate in a, in a sense that we've got a big group of mates who are still very invested in the game, so we can always, you know, find someone to game with. But oh, I totally and I just think have Twitch chat carry me every time. Yeah, so. yeah true. You know, <laughs> Daddy Milan needs a hand and the, the, all the hobbits come running. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't need to worry about that. But I think for like the thing, I mean, I mean, to appreciate a perspective that you and I don't have, if you you are someone who you know maybe you yeah. and you you're you and you maybe play with your your partner or whatever, and you don't have that network, how do you you do a raid? I always see posts like that, you know, occasionally on Reddit and things like that, and oh, I've never done a raid. I just don't you know have have the crew to do it, and I'm like, that's sad because I think everyone should at least get the opportunity to experience this stuff even if it's only the once. So I'm glad that there'll be you know, a, a in-game avenue to do it. I've been, I've been using hot mics. Right? I've been plugging a mic in my game PC to yep. just have it open open mic. Yeah, It's a lot of fun, to be honest. Just having a chat. I mean, look, we we cut our teeth in other games like Hell Let Loose and whatnot in prox chat. So to have it in Destiny, I think, I th- I, look, I, th- I think you meet people. I think you would genuinely meet, genuinely meet cool people, and I think that's yeah. a great thing. Because most of us are, have all been around long enough to be able to just sort of take it and have fun and, and do all that sort of stuff. So, um, right, the big biscuits, huge, huge news. Sunsetting cancelled, never again. Done. <laughs> Sunsetting's done. We're not losing any more game stuff. <laughs> We're keeping it all. There'll be no expansions vaulted. Um, huge this deal. Is crazy. Because. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's whether it's sort of just they've, they've managed to build the game, rebuild the parts of the game sufficiently that, that they don't feel that the space constraints are, uh, you know, what they were, or that they've kind of gone, you know, this is a because it, it is a big perception issue, right? Like whenever, whenever you talk to someone who doesn't play Destiny, or well, yeah, that game that they they deleted half of, like halfway through, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, but. And then you try and it's argue. A consi- but you can't. It's a consist. It's a consistency too, and that's what. Yeah. It's a big point they pushed. Is like we want to build the universe. <laughs> yeah. You basically can't do that if you keep sunsetting expansions yeah, keep and DLCs. dropping things off the back. And you know, like the, I, I, to be fair, there's not all that much of the stuff that's been vaulted that I miss, but I know people who do really miss a lot of it too. So, 
Um, when when do you reckon important. the Destiny branded hard drives are coming out? <laughs> I, hope, I hope soon. Because <laughs> we're going to need them, right? Fucking, remember when they, remember when they had like Destiny 2 1080 Ti's when Destiny 2 launched? <laughs> now it's just Bungie pairing up with, I don't know, fucking Seagate or whoever again. <laughs> there you go. Here's me Call of Duty hard drive. Here's me Destiny hard drive. <laughs> buy, this, buy the new um, Destiny 2 Signature Series hard drive. Comes with all of the expansions already loaded on it. There you go. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I would buy that. I would buy it. Hell yeah. It better be a solid state. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right, so big deal, right? Have you have you had much of a chance to play this game today? Because I have, I got I, you know, charged home from work and did all my family stuff, and then jumped on so that I could talk a little bit about what I thought about the season so far and Arc 3.0 and all of that stuff. But like, it was like an hour, and it feels like an f- absolute whirlwind to me. <laughs> so, oh, hold on a second. I actually I just saw this in here. About seasonal stuff. I didn't realize seasonal content will continue to stay throughout the current expansion year and then move in the DC in the content vaults. I didn't actually quite read that at the bottom. So yeah, it's so only I, the big expansions that aren't going. Yeah, I think they're I mean they're talking about the activities, right? Like seasonal activities and things like that that have that have disappeared. Well, it's all seasonal content, yeah. Yeah. So Which I guess makes sense because sometimes like the helm completely changes. Yeah. The helm's different. The, hel- the helm's different. kind of like the point of call for all of that sort of stuff, and it evolves, and, you know, sometimes it's full of egregore stuff, and, <laughs> you know. I do hope, I do hope though, well, I guess what they've done is dungeons aren't necessarily part of the season anymore, are they? Next season's going to be a dungeon, though. I wonder what they do with that. I hope they, I hope they stop putting dungeons away. Honestly, Dungeons, I think press, uh, Presage going away is sad. Yeah, big I, sad. Well, Presage not even a dun- uh, dungeon; it's exotic quest. Really? Felt like a dungeon. You sure, it's not a dungeon. Are you telling me, Fibs, Milan Games? I'm pretty sure uh, Presage is not classified as a dungeon. Okay. Is it, Chad? I don't it's an exotic know. quest. It may well be. You know, sure. There's egg on my face now. Anyway, it's it, it's it's like Whisper of the Worm or uh, true, true. Um, uh, there you go. I don't know. It just always gave me a dungeony vibe. That's fine. I'll be wrong. I don't mind. Yeah, it's not quite a dungeon. Yeah, it's, right. it's a bit less than that. Um, um, I think they need to say that. I hope. I hope if they come out with a season, however they package them, I think dungeons and oh, it'd be nice to have the if they do another exotic quest that like like Presage, it stays like zero hours. What I was thinking of before. Yeah, zero hours by far and away my favorite. Still, and I, that's probably the only thing I'm genuinely sad isn't in the game now. Like, and it's 99% just because of all the like physics yeah. deaths you could die in it. Like, because I don't, I don't think people really care about the seasonal activities leaving. Yeah, I think they're because they're so tied to like where the story is in that moment. Yeah, like, I, I don't think that's that's such a such a huge deal. But I mean, look, it's a step in the right direction. Um. It's it's one of those things that you know, and as I said, it's it's been a perception issue. So I'm glad that they've addressed it because it makes it easier for us to go and pressure our friends into coming and playing Destiny. Mm. You got any friends okay. that don't play Destiny, Matt? I literally had a friend just message me just then going, "I'm thinking about getting Destiny again." Wow, there you go. See, now you can tell them all the content staying forever, baby. 
Except for seasonal stuff. Except for seasonal stuff. Don't worry about that. Just may or may not include dungeons. All right. And on that... <laughs> may or may not include dungeons. Uh, and on that beautiful segue, let's talk about the season. Season of plunder. The pirate-themed season. Now, I love pirates. Anyone who knows me knows that I love pirates, and I'm happy about this. And the Titan armor is the best. The end. Um, but seriously, that like... What have you? What have you done? What have you managed to experience? Because you know we, we live I've in only this just now. Played, I've just played. I've just literally played the the first week story. Right. So you've probably done a little bit more than me. I've done. Um, I've done the the introduction mission. Um, you know where you go up and find out that Eremus is defrosted <laughs> and sho- shoveled off somewhere thought. else. We should have put her in the freezer after all. Hey, um, but. Uh, and then I've I've done Catch Crash, which I think is as far as seasonal activity goes, great. Like it's fun. I don't know if it'll be maybe a little bit long, like once you've had to do it, you know, a heap of times. But um, it's probably the funnest thing I've done since um, you know what's the thirtieth anniversary nine thing called? What's the actual activity? Days of Eternity. Yes, Days of Eternity. So. Um, it kind of gives me that vibe, but a little less less game showy. It's it's kind of fun and bombastic. And, yeah, there's actually like the sort of three different activities that all sort of meld together to essentially build a treasure map and go get treasure. <laughs> I mean, hey, we don't need much of an excuse as Guardians, do we? <laughs> like this, no. you, look, we're just here for this shit. Just give us <laughs> give us the stuff. You know, Drifter will just tell us whatever you, we this, need to hear. The and we story just is cool. It is. Definitely on the simple side, but simple is not always bad for this season. I think the, the, the whole thing is like yeah. Aramis woke up and is stealing dark relics and we're stealing them back. That's, yeah. that's we're gonna, we're that's just going to have pirate fights because everyone's just, like, we're flying around in the gaudiest catch of all time that's got like leopard skin. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Simple plot, great yeah. characters. Spider, Drifter, Ido Kel, yep. Mithrax's daughter. Yep. Uh, She's in it quite a bit, at least the... You know, the first few cutscenes and stuff, a lot of dialogue there. It's great. So, you know, doesn't I mean, need to be over it doesn't need to be convoluted and this is and I think the characters are fantastic, so that can carry the season pretty easily. I think there's a fair a fair analogue to um, you know, like what we were saying about Lightfall coming with Neo Munda and I think I've pronounced that right, if not, but it being like a, a, a palate cleanse in terms of like environmental places where we've been, right? So it's something new and something fresh where you know, we, we're coming out of Season of the Haunted. It was particularly heavy. You know, there were some pretty heavy themes confronting your demons. You know, all the stuff Zavala went through particularly was was pretty harrowing. Maybe we need just to be pirates for a few months and have a palate cleanse and nothing's really, you know, we're not, we're not going to get too bogged down yeah. in the in the seriousness uh, yeah. of the story before yeah. it, you know, it picks up again when, you know, we, we move on. So um, I'm yeah. fine with it. Uh, right. So I mean, Arc 3.0. I, I'm only just scratching the surface, I feel. I've done the big um, Titan, I don't know, you want to call it like a Hadouken punch, a beam, a one-inch, one-punch man sort of thing. Yeah. I was happy it with that. Cool. It is it's cool. It's got range on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I did it to a captain, and <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, how's this work? And then he deleted him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm happy enough with that. Thunderclap. Thunderclap. It was, yeah, it was more like Thunder Get Fucked. He was gone. <laughs> he was just out of there. So I've yeah, seen I've been, some um, terrifying clips of it being used in PvP already, um, like it killing six people and stuff like that if, you, if you're close enough to each other. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about 
Arc 3.0 and the the PvP experience, but having uh, having only played PvE so far, it feels pretty fun. It feels like a romp, running around a bit quicker, all that sort of stuff. It's it's kind of what we expected it to be. Um, I've been running my Shinobu's Val for Hunter, which gives you double skips, and literally have infinite skip nades. And I've got the fragment on that gives you jolt. I haven't shot a bullet. I just run around punching and throwing grenades. Yeah, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> and the only thing I've got on is, is, is salvos. Right. I've got I've got salvos on, and yep. if I need to do like damage, I'll shoot salvos, then throw a grenade, shoot salvos again, and then it's it's pretty much dead. Did you come up with that all by yourself? No, of course not. The chat told me. <laughs> I was gonna go. I'm no, gonna that's actually up. not true. I I, I was gonna pop you off, I, and you just threw yourself under the boss. <laughs> No, I did, I did I did look through it. I did look through the patch notes and started to think about what build I wanted. And because everyone was going to do Lies Handshake, I was like, eh, you know, I can go be a Titan if I want to punch stuff. So yeah. I did a Shinobi's Vow build. And uh, Jolt, Jolt is very powerful. It's basically um, disassociated June marches, but repetitive. Yes. It's- yeah, I, I, I think it's stronger than that. It, it, it yeah. nails them. I when I read it, I was like, I know this because I, you know, June marches are my my deal, and I'm I'm gonna put them back on and not take them off again. That's I'm committed to it. I will be emitting lightning like no one's business. But um, yeah, I believe that, Matty. I I feel like Jolt is is the the deal, and I mean, obviously, this ties into some stuff that we're gonna talk about with Chris that you'll see see shortly, and there's a few things you might want to be keeping your eye on for. Yeah. Uh, true too. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to get into that and let people enjoy that. Um, look, obviously with the, with the seasonal stuff, we'll digest this over the next couple of weeks. And I mean, there probably won't be a DDU this Saturday. This is probably it because you know, pretty bumper episode, but, uh, we'll, you know, we're, we're always going to be giving our take on it. So we've been a little bit light on it here, but, um, that's fine. It's been fucking half a day. <laughs> it's okay. The other massive news uh return of the king we're going back to uh king's fall is the reprise raid it's crazy that that's like the least exciting news out of everything so i far. know i was i was gonna say that i was like i don't know like I, and it looks good it does it looks incredible i mean i've i've watched the trailer a couple of times i watched all the trailers a, a good few times just trying to pick out interesting stuff um particularly with this i was trying to like figure out what they'd changed and I think there's there's a few things about the final area that look a bit different and, and all of that sort of stuff, but time will tell. Um, you know, it's good to have Oryx back in the game, right? I, I, I think that's that's the thing I'm excited about. I just want to get into that final room and look up at, at the big daddy of it all. Um, you know, it's been a good few years now, so a bit of a nostalgic trip, I think. Um, but... I don't think anyone was particularly surprised that King's Fall was coming back, right? Like I was, I was kind of off kilter. I was hoping for Wrath. I don't know why. <laughs> I think, I think I've said that a few times. I think I even might have said that to to Chris in the interview that I was like, yeah, I was convinced it was Wrath just because everyone. That's me, just trying to be different. I'm glad it's King's Fall. I think that um, yeah, be, I'm interested to see what they do differently. I hope there's a lot of ads because every <laughs> it doesn't matter if you solar arc or whatever. You, oh, you um, can add clear like nobody's business with every yeah. subclass now. So, yeah, um, and and some additional mechanics like they did with Vogue, I think would be very tidy. Um, quick surprise for you. What's that, mate? 
uh, Bungie kindly sponsored uh, a video of mine to uh, cover the law of whatever raid came out. And I took my bets and thought, you know what? <laughs> it's going to be King's Fall. It's going to be King's yeah. Fall. Yeah. And, and then obviously the leaks came out saying it was King's Fall. I was like, yep, that's a, that's a go light. And then I said to, basically said to Gamma Trap, half this money's yours. I want four King's Fall artwork pieces of Oryx being an absolute oh. badass. All right. Sneak what peek. These aren't finished yet. <laughs> and the witness. So you get. Do you reckon they would have got on Oryx and the witness? Do you reckon they would have been? <laughs> I did. That's the whole point. Is that they? That's who's been communion. Com oh, right. Communing did, with. Did, did Oryx know that? Oh, we're getting sidetracked. Or did Oryx just think it was some kind of disembodied voice from the dark that he was? In that, that's of? who the OG Taken King is. Is the witness. He's one that controls Taken. That's the original master. True. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. They probably wouldn't have got along well then. They would probably have been fighting over who was the, the Taken King. Right? So we've we've got Wall doing some editing. Oh, I uh, can't wait. Actually, I can show this too. Uh, You're getting all the spoilers here. I shouldn't say spoilers on a. <laughs> just. You got to make sure you go and watch the video, kids, all right? Like. Yeah, if you guys don't watch this video, I'm going to give you a triple uppercut. If you don't watch your video, Bungie won't sponsor it again, and then you don't get content. So they be big sad. Oh. Duds. Wow. Thummy. Yeah. Jay Loughlin Thummy. Mate, I'll tell you what, you've assembled a crew, much like Mithrax. The fucking Avengers came out for this one. <laughs> you like Spider's crew, right? Like everyone's fucking... <laughs> Everyone's got a Matt's got to rescue his crew of artists and editors and stuff to make a Yeah, I was like, no, I've got fucking money. I got money. Quick. <laughs> quick. Quick. And they will come. Oh, I'm fucking listening now. I'm coming back. What do you want, Papa? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything else that we need to. Oh, look. The one thing that we haven't talked about, you can go and be Zavala in Fortnite now or Fall Guys or whatever. <laughs> like, did you see this coming? What? Oh yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah. And and if you download it on Epic Games, yep. You get the 30th anniversary for free. For free. Yep, just mate, you should have seen how funny my chat was. The the like a fucking switch. Uh, oh, no, nah, it's alright. It's alright. Like like uh, like oh, it's on, it's on Epic Games. Uh, oh, you get 30 Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking pretty good idea that one. Yeah. <laughs> It would be in your chat that, like, wouldn't already have that anyway, really. Like, they're a pretty rusted on crowd, right? Oh, yeah. That's why these sorts of things, I'm like, yeah, that's cool for someone who's just, you know, new to the game and starts a thing on Epic. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't change my mind about anything. I'll still be yeah. sitting on Steam, I think. You know what so. happened? You know, what? bloody Oldsman, now yes. Bungie Dev. Alts, yeah. He goes, hey guys, here's a Steam key. And he said, beyond light. So no one really acted on it. Someone redeemed it. It's like, bro, it's Lightfall. Collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> you want to take the typo back? Jesus, that's... <laughs> I mean, that's one way of, like, getting a, getting the code out there and not having people, like, troll bloody sell it on the internet, right? That's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, uh, Fortnite, Ball Guys. I do feel like they missed a thing. They could have been a Destiny crossover with Sea of Thieves, particularly this season. It would have been, it would have been perfect. But you know that probably would have you know collapsed my gaming universe into a singularity, yeah. and I've never have recovered. So, I think um, I just saw, um, I just saw a clip on Twitter of Zavala winning Fortnite with the Kamehameha. So that's pretty funny. 
Are we gonna do? Are we gonna? We're we gonna have to download. Like, <laughs> do you, do you want to do it? Yeah, I'm hundred percent gonna give Fortnite a You're shot. You're gonna give it, give it a shot. Do you know? Do you know? You know the general response was people like haven't really come back to Fortnite after they got rid of building, and then people give it a bit of well and go, you know what? Actually, a bit of fun. I thought, I mean, even back in the day, I thought it was fun. It just wasn't necessarily for me, but I'm definitely going to jump back in. It just got too and, sweaty with building. Yeah, I'm just going to jump back in and, and give it a go because, you know, it, it, if, if I don't now, I never will. So, I yeah, mean, we'll and like, you that. don't we'll get any chances that one night to we'll... sl <laughs> slam someone's head in with Zavala. Exactly, right? <laughs> How good. <laughs> I like Fallout's tweet, though, that they were going to bring back Gate 6, but he would have been too sluggish because he's dead. <laughs> remorseless um that's probably the other thing just to just to touch on before we we go into into the the epic interview with with chris um fuck it's good to see so many people from the community like i mean t-rex um you know he, he's, oh, he's on the bungee yeah. side of the fence now and you know on the yeah. on the presentation today giving an excellent account of himself and and just getting in there and and you know representing people that are you know oh they're one of us you know they're from the outside and they got on the in, in onto the inside and D Flawless today, absolutely like, man, like it's one of those people you just like, where does this talent come from? Like what a <laughs> annoyingly talented person just to be able to go and do that and like absolutely swim in it and just own it. And I thought like, you know, we've got some great people, great members of our community and we should be proud when they, they get these opportunities and, and absolutely hammer them home. So if you're involved in any way, obviously all the folks at Bungie that we, you know, that we love, um, you know, congratulations on a super successful day and um, here's to many more, I think. Beautiful. You know, there would be a time where I'd be concerned about my channel and the future of Destiny and now it's just like, okay. <laughs> it's just, they're just not missing anymore, right? <laughs> like, I think that's the thing, that the, the line out of it, the days of content droughts are over. Like, I mean, we've had one. Not, oh. you know, I don't, I don't, we've had one kind of recently, like leading into Witch yeah, Queen very. and all I, that. I don't think. Uh, but, but, I mean, we're not talking like 18-month content droughts. You know, like we've had some pretty big ones in the past. So I, I think <coughs> what is really exciting is you can see the potential of Destiny went up tenfold. Yeah. Yep. And it obviously is going to see how it plays out, but if Lightfall is a hit with the grapple hook and the environments, they can just do anything they fucking want whenever that they want. It looked smooth, man. Like, that's that's the thing that even, you know, they're talking pre-alpha footage or whatever it was, you know, the little disclaimer text up the top of the screen. It's like pre-alpha footage. I'm like, dude, just give me that now. Like, it looks fucking unreal. You don't have to sell it to me anymore. I'll just have it. Thanks. I'll have the, the pre-alpha whatever. Fine. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, in the, they're in the zone, I think. I, th I feel... That, look, one last thing. One last thing about Lightfall and then we'll go into the thing. The fact that they're doubling down on the difficulty level story stuff Oh yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah, I was stoked to stoke with that. I mean, it's so easy to gloss over small parts of this, but yeah. that that philosophy is, you know, you know, the the message that they've heard us loud and clear, and and that two thirds of people who played through the Witch Queen campaign did it on hard mode, effectively, uh -huh. um, unreal. So you know, clearly people want the challenge and they want to get in there and you know feel like they're they're doing it the hard way for the better rewards. So um, excited. Do we know if you're capped for King's Fall. Must be. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't, I haven't followed it that closely. We're, you know, because you get I, a, you know, you get a chest in the helm that brings all your gear true. up to fifteen seven. You know who got on that today? Chook, hey, fancy him working Look his way into this. He jumped back into Destiny, and he's like, oh, you know, how am I going to get my light up? And I went, guess what, mate? And he went to the helm and he printed out all his stuff and now he's at light level. He's working his way through Witch Queen's story because he's been off playing ESO. See? Bringing people back to the game already. The bloody... Yeah. There you go. It worked. <laughs> it worked. All right, Matty, do you want to dive into this interview with Chris? Let's do it, mate. But yeah, I can't even remember what I said, so let's have a look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're going to have to watch it back <laughs> with everyone else and be like, oh, it's, we'll probably be We're, we're going to do you what you it. guys do right now. We're just going to probably play some Destiny and listen Sit to our around. own interview. Yeah. Bit of, a, bit of a weird moment. But anyway, <laughs> here we Chris go. Proctor, baby. Uh, Chris Proctor, let's go. All right, um, bit of bit of a special event here for the DDU. Uh, we've got we're being joined by none other than Chris Proctor, senior design lead at Bungie, uh, or AKA the Guns Man. <laughs> that's 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 the way my brain works. That's that's uh, that's my description of what you do. I'm sure we're definitely going to get into getting your explanation of what you do because it's it's important. But welcome to our humble corner of the uh, the Destiny podcast universe, mate. Yeah, good day, Gideons. <laughs> yes. Just a just a throwback. I was very happy when I saw Guardians. Good Guardians in the Yeah, in the in the. You're the only folks that I saw tried to even pronounce it. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it comes naturally, to be honest. It's 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 I don't know. It was one of those those moments seeing that in pop up in the twelve where. It, I don't know. We're going to get into the twab, twab, twib, whatever discussion, and probably at some point. But uh, when I saw that pop up, uh, I felt seen. So thank you. A <laughs> mm-hmm. um, couple of sort of notes. This is a pre-recording, and you'll be watching it after the showcase. Just to set expectations, we're not talking about the showcase. So if something crazy has gone down, wow! I can't believe it. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! Whoa! Do a surprise face for us, Chris. <laughs> I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, um, so we're not talking about the showcase, uh, but we do have some other topics that we we can talk about uh, with Chris. Also, Chris was on um, uh, the Firing Range podcast, podcast, well, part of Destiny Community podcast, the Firing Range episode. So if you want really detailed, do you want to talk about cones and know everything about cones and see representation of cones? That's that's where you go. Yeah, that's, uh, that's gonna... the other expectation we need to set because if we're going to talk about cones here, it'll be more like the misspent youth kind <laughs> rather than anything that like that goes on on, on other podcasts. I, I, the bungee representatives are already at the door and you are one sentence away from What are you talking about? In. It's Weed's legal there. Like oh, it's true. only an issue here. It's fine. Like, yeah, that's God. true. Anyway, we, we won't be talking about that. <laughs> That's not important. I think I got all the cones out of my system earlier this week anyway. Yeah, yeah. you've it was it was a monster. It's one of those things that I always um always make a point of tuning in and trying to understand maybe ten percent of what's going on because I'm not sure if you've ever seen it and it's embarrassing, but whenever we get the the patch notes, Matt and I, like it is I, I don't know. It's it's like watching 
like two literal primates trying to <laughs> figure out. Like <laughs> we haven't even evolved to the point of the wheel yet, really, but we're trying to drive a race car. That's the way it feels, <laughs> like fumbling through it. So I'm glad you're here. I, I hope you can help. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I, the one of the first times I listened to your podcast, it was right after a 12 that I'd written came out. And I think you said something at the start like, man, I wish we had Chris here to explain this. Like, oh, yeah, we should actually do that sometime. Yeah, because I think yeah. that like anyone that's like us, you know, like I'm not – most of the community is smarter than Matt and I. And I, like that's that's not a shock to anyone. But I think that we could like – you know, obviously you t- you're speaking to people on your level when it's on, on firing range with Fallout and all those boys that are really into it. Where for Matt and I it's like – you know, if, if you're as thick as two bricks, then then maybe you can dumb it down for us. We might circle back to that and you can explain some stuff <laughs> later on. It's well, in simple. I, I, I've got some, uh, like a tie-on question of that. And yep. do you, are you ever shocked, Chris, by the level of detail the Desi community goes with? Like when you get in firing range and those guys are just reeling off numbers that they just know, does that shock you or is that like an expectation or has that changed over the years? Like how do you... How do you respond to that level of detail from the Destiny community when it comes to perks and numbers and stats and all that kind of stuff? Well, I will say quite often I learn something about Destiny that I didn't know before. Um, <laughs> like, there, there's some uh, elements of the community that have done, like, reverse engineered how a bunch of stuff in the game works. And when they, like, tell me about it, I'm like, no, that doesn't seem right. I've never heard of that. And then when I go and look through it and turn on debug and everything, it's like, oh, no, they've got it, like, within you know, 5% of what the actual thing is. Really? Do, do you like, have any specific example you can share or? Uh, yeah, you remember when back? there was the, uh, the 12 where we said that we were increasing the projectile speed of sidearms and fusion rifles. Right. Um, oh, there's right, like, yeah. there was, there was never any intent for them to have travel time. It was just an artifact of, uh, like destiny one. Like if you set the speed to 999 meters per second, that's hit scan. <laughs> but then if you're running at 60 frames a second or higher, then uh, it becomes, um, so I guess like hit scan is defined as uh, if it will cover the distance in one frame, um, yeah. that's, that's converted to hit scan internally. And so if uh, your frame rate is high enough, then that's no longer true. Uh, but anyway, um, I looked at it and was like, ah, oh, no, it's, it all looks right. That should be hit scan. And then they, they kept like send, sending videos and stuff. So look, I'm standing, you know, 200 meters away from this, um, like, cabal way at the bottom of um, uh, that flight point in Nessus. Yep. Went and looked, and yeah, sure enough, had to go and talk to a sandbox engineer. Um, they said, oh, yeah, this is how this calculation is done internally. And then I sat down with some of the other sandbox designers, and we did the, uh, the maths on uh, how slower projectile would have to go before it would be not hit scan. It was like just at that threshold. Like if you're running on PC right. or you're running on console um, over 30 frames per second, then it could be. Anyway, yeah, like the, the community just just kept bringing that up until I dug into it and realized that actually they were right. Pretty funny. I'm just <laughs> applying this to like an everyday job where you normally come in in the office, you check your emails, like, oh, I've got a bunch of extra work. Whereas you come in, I've got this Twitter notifications with videos. <laughs> go, oh, God damn it. So I've got to go investigate this fusion rifle now. <laughs> yeah. How did Destiny, you know, like Log was saying, we're, we're not on the smart side when it comes to a lot of these stats and things like that and perks in, in general, really. But how do you see it in its complexity right now and new players getting in? Because I think that is probably pretty hard for new players coming into Destiny, whether you're going to PvP or PvE, and, and just looking at how far the game has come. Is that something that 
you, you talk much about or is it's just sort of like what destiny is, you know, it's going to take a little bit of work to get people to up to a level where they feel sort of comfortable jumping in or making builds or, or whatever. Yeah. The game is pretty impenetrable. If you try to jump in and immediately start playing with your friends who've been playing it for 2000 hours. Um, yeah. And I think like our, our onboarding, we talk about this a lot, like, like we're pushing on build crafting and build crafting yeah. is great. And I love it. Like I'm long time magic. The that's what, I was, that's what, what I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, but if you, if we require build crafting, then we have to teach players how to do it because uh, not everyone will have spent that amount of time playing the game. Like uh, even people who do have that amount of time in the game struggle with it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty tough. Like we we are actively working on making that experience easier, like more tool tips and yeah. better uh, better onboarding and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's yeah, also it's the big good. appeal of the game, I guess. That's what every sort of Destiny player enjoys is seeking that knowledge. You know, when they can't get into yeah. the game, you know, that's why there's such big, you know, content around like YouTube videos you can go watch or streamers and like ways of gathering knowledge about it. And it's also like a, a big benefit, but also a real big barrier to new players as well. So, yeah. I think, I think that like is. One of the reasons Sorry. why the community is so strong is that uh, they have been digging through all of this information. I think part of that is because there's a PvP side to the game. Like people want to really hyper analyze everything and figure out what all the numbers mean, it drives all these discussions and uh, YouTube videos and speculation. Hmm. What's your, um, cause you came from Halo, right? You came from 343 yeah. and you, your role there was, was it AI? Uh, yeah, I did like a weapons and AI on Halo 5. And then I was a uh, lead character designer for, uh, like four years on Halo Infinite. Um, I left before it shipped. Uh, but yeah, so a bunch of time on weapons and enemy AI stuff. What'd you say is the biggest difference? Cause but obviously there's a massive difference between Halo, especially like PVP and Destiny PVP. Like... Are there lessons you took from 343 when you came over to Destiny or was it just a huge shock to then go into a system that's not balanced or that has a lot more levers to pull to try get some sort of level of, I'm going to say competitiveness, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a really interesting difference because like, as you know, um, it's, it's basically the same engine as of like, you know, branched, what is it, 12 years ago, something like that, 14 years ago. Oh, right. um, and they're they're radically different now, like the tool set, but all of the core concepts are the same. Like I can look at a, like a, what, what we would call a weapon TFT in, um, in the Destiny engine and all of the fields, like I have, I have um, equivalents in the Halo weapon data. The main difference is that in Halo, you build a weapon and it's a hundred percent custom and it has all of its own animations and a completely unique weapon model. And we almost never do that in Destiny anymore, right? Like we can churn out 40 weapons for an annual expansion or 30 for a seasonal yeah. release um, to like a triple A level of quality. And it's all because our, um, all of our data is hyper optimized to let us build a new weapon just by um, setting it to use like base auto rifle and then tweaking yeah, a, bunch a bunch of, of stats. Right. Yeah. It's all like stats and poke balls. And that's how and you get pulling the, a bunch of levers to make a new weapon. Yeah. Yeah, Did you so ever just uh, walk in and go, God, I wish I was just making a Halo 1 weapon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really, because uh, exotics uh, kind, kind of occupy that space. Like uh, yeah, right, an exotic yeah, yeah. will take a designer, you know, four or six weeks um, total development time. Um, and it's probably longer in Halo just because of the how long the cycle is. But um, yeah, that satisfies that same urge for really getting in and perfectly hand-tuning something. 
you say that's your like favorite thing of of your job is designing exotics, or is another part that you really enjoy? So there's, I guess, four parts to a weapon design job. Uh, one is designing the exotics. That's like an exotic, a single exotic is probably the single most expensive individual thing that we make. Uh, there's making legendary perks and legendary weapons. There is doing all of the planning and what we call stubbing, which is like creating basic items to represent a whole season, which we then go and build up. Uh, and then there's uh, balance, like weapon balance stuff. Those are the four main areas. Um, we have five designers and everyone specializes a little bit. We all do a bit of everything. But yeah, so yep. those areas, I actually really, really like doing the legendary weapons. Like I, I've made a oh. bunch of exotics, like eight exotics or whatever, and I'm super proud of them and they're a ton of fun. But like I really, I get into the details of uh, what perks on this weapon are going to really excite players. Like what's going to make them want to really chase this without right. breaking the game. So <laughs> um, it's always like, Riding that edge of how how far can I push this without actually breaking something? Um, yeah, it's yeah, good. It's good fun. So who made Taraba? The the Tasmanian devil, right? Devil, Tasmanian devil. Yeah, it Taraba? is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, Which is sure. an Australian uh, extinct animal. Yeah, they're not extinct. It's tigers extinct? that are extinct. Man. Oh, tiger! I think it's Tasmanian tiger, not the devils. <laughs> no, the devils are. I mean, they're endangered. I think so. But awesome. is that, that's what Taz is, right? Looney yes. Tunes. Taz is a Tasmanian devil, right? Yes. Tasmanian yeah. devil, yeah. My spirit yeah. animal, yes. Because they've got a really um, strong bite or something. They've got the strongest marsupial bite or something yeah, like that. I mean, they're awesome. And that's, that's, just that's why Tarabar has got its, its, its jaw, right? Yeah. Ravenous, Ravenous beast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the designer who made that is not Australian. Um, <laughs> and I, I think they're no longer working on the project either, but... Uh, yeah, it's sort of funny that um, that was like three months before I started or something. There you oh, go. It was right. a herald. It was like the the uh, the epilogue leading into your arrival. The first, <laughs> the first Australian gun turns up that just screams at people, screams bullets at people. It's uh, oh, it was a long God. time until the next one, right? Like, what's what's well, the, what do you reckon the next Australian named gun was after that? I don't know. Probably my my favorite submachine gun. Unaware. Yeah, I have Unaware. not taken that thing off. It is. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to pull up the role because it is. I get yelled at by friends because I've managed to just jag this really, really bullshit role on it. Uh, so I'll pull that up in a sec, actually. But uh, is is there any others that we've missed? Is there anything else doing the rounds that? Uh yeah. There, there's well, there's Redback as well, right? So the true, yeah. Um, there's the new Lighter as well, which is like the official name of um. Shoot, what was that? Say an Australian jellyfish or a snake i don't know the that data to hand but yeah Bacon. like uh, the occasionally we will like designers when they stub in the weapons will put a bunch of design names in there and um, like same for perks sometimes or almost all of the time writers come in and they do a proper narrative pass and those all make sense but uh, most of the uh witch queen foundry weapons the dev names just shipped so we managed to get a, a couple of aussie <laughs> names in there which was cool i mean that's it also that's leads the... to some weird things that's the theme, right? Like, like all of the vice stuff yeah. is poison, right? It just, it, all of them like feel like something venomous and, and that, that ties in thematically to, I guess, the vice has always sort of leaned that way. Yeah, so it's a perfect fit for Australia, right? <laughs> True. So one, one, one of those weird things about, uh, about the naming, like, so those ones, they're sort of, you know, you can imagine those name shipping, that's fine. And sometimes we will just set a really ridiculous name, um, 
just as a clue to the writers that you probably shouldn't ship this. Please write something new. And that's how you ship with a name like Adept Big Ones spec. Adept Big Ones. Sometimes you put placeholders in and then they just they sort of slip past the goalie and they, they end up in. Yeah, I think like there are two ways you can try and make sure something doesn't ship. Either put something really clinical in there, um, you know, like... Yeah. Rate of fire increase on precision reload. Yeah, right, plus the, 66 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, or you can put in something really silly that you don't think anyone would allow to ship, but yeah. And then the you're like a 10% chance at it, <laughs> it making it through anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced yeah. that you could lift just about any song by a metal band and use it as a Destiny gun name. I'm yet to, I'm yet yeah. to think of a single example. I think that, like, if you ever run out of inspiration, just start working your way through the Metallica back catalog because, like, you know, anything, Master of Puppets. Unforgiven too. It, it all works. It's just, it's there. I don't know how they'd feel about it. I don't really care. I mean, they've got enough money, but we'll move on. <laughs> I wonder if it works the other way. Like, there are probably a bunch of Destiny gun names that you could totally believe are metal songs. Bands? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's, a, there's a few Iron Maiden songs that are guns that I don't even use, like Peace of Mind. Like, that was, that was what, uh, two seasons ago that I, I've kept. Well, maybe it was only last yeah. season, but I've kept way more rolls of that than like I will ever have <laughs> any any intention of using just because it's and heaven shall wait is like a, a blue from like early Destiny 2, I think. Maybe it was even Destiny 1. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know if that was the intention, but I, it's, I've certainly hung on to guns that I don't use because they're named after cool songs. <laughs> I got a question about Ability 3.0, Solar, Arc, void and how that has impacted perk design because i found with the build crafting as build crafting gets more and more the guns are sort of suiting different roles a, a good example for me was when i did um duality dungeon as a titan the hammers were so strong that i actually the, i was running double specials to take out bell keepers and you know shoot bells so there was like the guns were actually a different role than ad clearing or, or something like that. Has, have you found that ability solar arc or, or void has changed how you look at perks for, for weapons? Yeah, absolutely. Like typically we've been, we had been trying not to ship perks at the same time as the 3.0s just because they, they change so much during development. Every time something changes, we have to update the perks that we've made. Um, but we, we finally settled on a cadence where uh, we were like really synced in with the abilities team. And so we, like Headstone was the first experiment and that was quite a while after Stasis. Um, and then with Void 3.0, which did we ship? Yes, we didn't ship a damage type perk then, did we? I guess no, there were some more Stasis ones. Where did adaptive then, ammunitions come in? Is that Void? Uh, that was... Yeah, yeah, that was that was Witch Queen. I think the most recent yeah, that, example, example would be like incandescent with solar, like yeah. that it it ties directly in. So right. I mean, I don't know what what is what is uh, I'm I'm hoping and like to be honest, I read through the 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 release on each of the subclasses and all of that. And as a striker titan main, I was like. It's it's borderline pornographic. Just reading like this is how you will. Not only will you be faster. Here's all the amazing ways you are going to like literally punch people. Oh to, yeah, you know into oblivion. Let's let's talk about that because the showcase yeah. will be done too. So I mean, look, people will be playing it right by the time yeah, anyone sees like, this. See people this, will, yeah. you know, and it may well make us look silly. But I am I am hoping that maybe there's a little perk in there that dishes out some jolt. 
that's what I would that's what I would like. It might be OP as hell. But I guess like yeah, there absolutely is actually. Oh. So there's a um, let us know because this is going to go straight <laughs> out. So people might still be farming. What what are they, what are we looking for? What are we looking at? Wow, wow, those uh, bungee NDAs are uh, nothing to mess with, mate. But you do you. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we guess we can, can't we? Yeah. Well, I think we can talk about this. We do, this this will go. <laughs> no, talk, talk about it within within the podcast, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah so there, NDAs for. The, there's a weapon perk, uh, Jolt Shot. Is it Volt Shot or Jolt Shot? One was the dev name and one was the, one was the shipping name. Uh, anyway, um, your first shot after reloading after a kill with the weapon jolts the target. Um, oh, right. Okay. That's a pretty strong effect, uh, particularly on weapons that reload fast or that um, you get a lot of kills with. And obviously that ties directly into Arc 3.0. Um, yeah. The weird thing with Arc, though, is that we almost didn't need to. Like, there are a bunch of ways uh, of interacting with Arc 3.0 just because there's stuff that, like, special weapon kills do an Arc thing, right? Like, uh, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff like that just built into the subclass, which makes our, our jobs a lot easier. I, I am sensing there's going to be some very, 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 very strong PvE options in this because, that, I mean, that was sort of the oh, thing yeah. that was staggering for me is that, like, we, we got Void 3.0 and it felt like everything was, like, holy crap, I can just, you know, the, the chain explosions for one was, was, was insane. But once we got to Solar and it kind of stepped up again with Incandescent and, like, I mean, the amount of time I sunk into like getting the the Callus mini mini tool and and like oh, yeah. crafting it just so I could have that set up exactly the way I wanted it, it shreds and it's ridiculous. And to to know that there's going to be an arc equivalent, it's, it, I like I like the idea of it too. It's it feels like it's sort Would of. Would you a say bit that that jolt one clippish. is the arc? This is probably the arc uh, cornerstone, like like incandescent or the. Yeah, yeah, it's the equivalent to incandescent. It's yeah, right. just uh, needed less in arc three um, yeah, because the arc directs or arc 3.0 interacts more directly with weapons uh, than the other subclasses did. Right. Yeah, I mean that's like an interesting comment because I found, well, with void it, it it felt like it was very much on the volatile rounds as part of the seasonal artifact that that carried a lot of the interactions with the guns. Right. You know, you put your funnel web on with the void, it's interacting with your volatile rounds, which really made it sort of shine. And then solar incandescent perk, I really feel like carried it picked it up and you had a classy restoration which was on your armor rather than like a i guess weapon interaction and it feels like maybe arc is back to being a bit more balanced with abilities and weapons and it's so hard to tell like everybody it took a few weeks for folks to warm up to void 3.0 right and then solar yeah. 3.0 came out and for the first three weeks everyone was like man void 3.0 is so much stronger and i'm, yeah. I'm sort of expecting something similar with arc like where it'll take several weeks for players to really get their builds rolling and figure out yeah. where the strengths are. I don't know. Do you reckon they've learned their lesson now? Because I think everyone was, yeah, like you said, a bit bit angry the first couple of weeks. And they're like, actually, Sol is insane. Matt, are you suggesting that there's going to be an increased level of introspection on like people's part going into this. You think it's too far to yeah, expect? I, th <laughs> look, I think there's there's going to be people who make knee-jerk reactions no matter what oh. and yell out about oh. it. And to be honest, let's just look. You know, just give it some time. And this, look, well, shit, bolt you, shot, you, you jump shot, whatever it's called. That happened two months ago, can't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm shit. a goldfish. It's probably That's why I can't saying. remember, uh, uh, you know, what any of the perks do. Um, the other thing I found super interesting reading through the, I think it was in the twelve it was mentioned, the uh, that's that people are going to want to dig out Thunderlord again. Thunderlord has always been my yes. favorite gun. 
Destiny 1, Destiny 2, and it sort of, you know, it fell out of vogue for a good while um, because it's just, you know, this... I mean, once Galahorn came along, it it, it kind of ruled the roost for everything. Um, the, it, Thunderlord and Cloud Strike, or as as we learned uh, last time, we had our Destiny fans call uh, Thunder Lady, as I've never called yep. it. I'll never refer to it as Cloud Strike again. Um, I, I get the feeling that they're going to, you know, we're going to see that. Is there any is there any specific detail around that that we can talk about, or is it? Is, is <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, so Thunderlord has, has gotten a bunch of buffs, right? Like there was the 20% buff a while ago and then yep. the 40% buff last season. And you saw in the 12 that it's getting intrinsic overload. Um, and it's also getting a catalyst next season. So it's the, uh, oh boy. like, you know, the activity drop catalyst. Yep. Um, the catalyst uh, reloads the weapon from reserves every time you get a lightning strike. So the ammo just keeps refilling if you keep hitting the same target over and over. Uh, it's... Yeah, it feels great. Like you can just burn through Ooh. a whole mag without reloading. Um, I'm, I'm imagining the, the minigun scene from Predator, but with lightning. <laughs> it's, yeah. kind of, it's exactly <laughs> like that, yeah. Oh, the really man, interesting right. thing about awesome. it is that uh, it's sort of like using Actium War Rig or something, right? Because one magazine isn't really quite enough to really appreciate the maximum rate of fire of that weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, you'll be getting like one lightning strike a second, and then they're like every half second. And then by the time it's fully ramped up, you're almost out of ammo. But with this change, you can hear it at that full rate of fire speed for like, you know, yeah, right. five seconds or something. It's, it's going to be good to use machine guns again. I haven't used one in, in quite a while. I use them in yeah. PvP and I get told off for it by my friends. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Man, the, the kill potential of uh, event machine guns is no joke. Like you have so much ammo, you can get a bunch yeah. of kills as you hit your shots. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, jumping off the back of that, Thunder Lady, right? Are there any other... Is there any other like working titles of guns <laughs> that are that are on that level? Because I honestly, I whenever I see Cloud Strike, I think Thunder Lady, and it was just because probably we had this conversation <laughs> ages ago, and it's just coloured my impression of it. Is there anything else that that you think people people need to know that gives a bit more of an insight of the character of either like the the concept of a weapon or or anything like that? I'm out. I have to think. My Thunder Lady was was easy because um, I, I was talking to friends uh, right when I started at, at Bungie, and we were talking about Thunderlord. And we're like, "How would you make another gun that's as cool as Thunderlord?" But what if you made Thunderlord, but it was a sniper rifle? And it's like, <laughs> clearly, that's got to be Thunder Lady. And uh, it's refined and <laughs> neat. Yeah. And I'm you, I'm, I'm silently you know, crapping myself about how efficient that gun will be come in PvP <laughs> once once oh, Arc yeah. three point drops. It'll be mean. I've just had a great idea, which is very self-serving. I don't know if you've seen, I, I, I've just finished another Destiny Law game show where I have law quizzes, and like questions, and I also do a fire team feud where I send out a survey to people when they, um, just like family feud and they associate things. You know, I said one question was, what do you associate with Cage 6? And people write the answers, I collect them all, and like the top answer was dead. <laughs> uh, lovely wow, yes <laughs> wow yeah brutal yeah. uh what 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 are what are destiny players hate top answer destiny okay so <laughs> yep. that but this has made me think of a new segment it's just hear me out don't have to say yes or no wouldn't it be great to have like match this perk or you know like say thunder lady you're like here chris is telling us the title thunder lady what exotic is this and everyone's like hmm or the internal names of stuff. That'd be yeah, so yeah, that'd be great. So some of the internal names are just silly and some of them are descriptive. But I think, yeah, either way, 
it'd be good fun to see if people can like identify what the shipping um, yeah. shipping done was. Maybe maybe yeah. we can do that in a twelve in a few weeks time. We can throw out you can throw out some <laughs> here's a here's a here's a list of guns and you know the, the old yeah, activity quiz. where you draw the line between here's its working title, here's its actual yeah, title. Yeah, like those little those little kitty like yeah. activities. Yeah. In the yeah. Yeah. And do a crossword as well or something as well. You know, why not? Yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny uh, activity book. There you go. Yeah. Um so I don't know how much you can say this, but it it was written by, um, or well, I guess approved. It said information about season nineteen, philosophy, aspirations. What can you tell us about season nineteen? This is another season ahead. I was surprised this was in our notes. Uh, yeah, it's more sort of uh, how we're planning to balance guns and what our sort of aspirations okay. are, sort of future facing. Like, I'm not sure. going to drop anything that's uh, about season nineteen that hasn't already been. Yeah, you know, broadly announced. Uh, yeah, so we were talking about damage type perks earlier. We're definitely looking to integrate um, the like three verbs more deeply into weapons. So uh, more of the you no know, headstone or incandescent types of perks, but yep. we'll get other ways of doing it as well, uh, so that like the damage types feel a little bit more special, a little bit more distinct. Yeah, um, is that to sort of help complement the build crafting and make sure weapons? sort of yeah. keep their place in that build crafting? Yeah, because we're in a place right now where, like, the the weapon sandbox is kind of internally balanced, and then the bulk of the build crafting is in armor and subclass. But yeah. the, and the two, the two interact at a couple of points. It's like you have Demolitionist and Wellspring and Surplus, or you have the, uh, like, 3.0 damage-type perks. But you don't have anything that's really deeply integrated into um, a subclass build in the same way, and we definitely want to get there yeah yeah i definitely feel that sometimes like especially with like for solar you know it was really like like um log said you know having a a callus mini tool with incandescent and that interacting with um your your fragment your empyrean whatever it's called to to give you a health or to to boost your restoration you know it was mainly using it for that so it'd be be great for um that to come through a bit strong, I think that, that that'll be really cool. I think I think like to 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 speak to the the ultimate point of it, which is to give each of the elements more of an identity on their own and a purpose to like invest in each. I think it, it, we're definitely already down that road because like the solo with the incandescent perk and and all of that. Like I I I mean I'm not the most invested person in the world in terms of gun perks. Normally I'm very simple. I go for things like rampage or kill clip because I understand what they do and I understand what they mean. But if I can get my head around something like incandescent and go and see the value in it, then I think, you know, even someone new to the game probably can as well. So, you know, and that may may well pique, you know, their interest in in understanding the more or the less obvious in terms of uh impacts of perks and whatnot. If I've worded that even remotely correctly. <laughs> yeah, so when the uh, Arc 3.0 put comes out, then you'll be able to do that with all of the subclasses, which is a yeah. cool thing. Yeah. And look how Jolt like fits into your build. Yeah. I'm I'm nice. looking forward to it. Holy crap. I'm, I'm <laughs> here's um an interesting one. You know, with uh solar and void and people's reactions to that, how how do you deal? With these, with the knee-jerk reaction sometimes of the Destiny community, how how does it help? How does it hinder? How does it 
make your life a bit more stressful. Like, what's your, especially in the context of like, there's been some pretty legitimate threats towards Bungie and employees, and you've taken the time to come on the podcast. We appreciate that, and, and it and it definitely rewards a lot of the fans of the game that are doing the right thing, and it's awesome. But you know, a, a lot of um, people are stepping back from this kind of communication because you know people are misbehaving. How do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, like for real though, if if we'd had this a month ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to come on. Like, is the reality of the situation? Like, as there there are legitimate safety issues, and yeah, you know, but people will say, "Oh, it's just people having fun. It's probably not serious." And yeah, it probably isn't. But like, one in a thousand of those threats is real. You don't yeah. you don't take that chance, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But I not. think that um, like right before a season is the ideal time to do it. Um, because people the information still, still out there. Yeah, people people are excited. Um and yeah, like there's just lots of stuff to talk about, uh, which is cool. But yeah. like as as to how the response affects our work generally, I think there's always really good data from whatever people are saying. Um it's easy to get like really in your head about it though. Like I read an unhealthy amount of Reddit. Like I, I have no such really? presence at all, but I read a ton of Reddit, I read a lot of Twitter, I watch a lot of YouTube just to try and wrap my head around uh, how like those different areas of the community feel about what we're doing. And sometimes there's that, that knee jerk thing where I'm like, ah, no, we should have, uh, we should have done this thing quick. Let's put a change together and see if we can help fix it. And then maybe you sit on it for a couple of weeks and then people figure out what's going on or they, or maybe it's not as, as uh, broken as you thought it was. And um, you don't need to nerf it immediately. So um, does the sort of individuals bring it to like a group meeting if you're seeing something like that, or is it, do you take time out of your normal? Is this like you looking at Reddit when you get home or is this a part of your like work day to go, let's have a look at what is being said in the community and, and take some time to look at Reddit and YouTube and Twitter and that kind of thing? I, I see that as part of my job, yeah. uh, particularly on 12 day. Like uh, I will be like looking at Destiny Reddit um, like an hour after a weapons top goes up trying to see how everyone's reacting to it or like what stuff needs further explanation or if they're oh, that sounds like torture <laughs> sounds awful uh it is fatiguing but it's oh. also like it's sometimes really Especially good because when, it's when part of your job too yeah yeah i mean it's not like i have a task all allocated to me to do it i just think it makes the like the weapon sandbox better if we understand what's going on and there's only so much information yeah. that the community managers can provide us because they've got like a thousand people at the studio who care about what's going on and um like only some amount of that is weapon specific so yeah so you try to dig out what's relevant to you and then and then you say you probably go check the data and see if it's actually something that's coming up in your data sets so you should act on it or not yeah so we'll look at sentiment and then we'll see whether the data um, validates the sentiment and then we'll play test stuff and see whether there's actually a problem there it's like occasionally a, a gun's usage will spike and it'll just be like you know, oh well, Astacross just did a video about that, so that makes sense. Or and then right. it dies down after. Or you'd look at how popular a weapon is versus how effective it is, and like something will be super, super popular and see it everywhere, but like the people are dying more often when they're using that gun than when you, they're using something <laughs> else. Right? To springboard off of that, is there ever have you ever seen anything where the sentiment 
in the community has been entirely misplaced. Like people will, <laughs> the perception because someone, you know, and, and like not to throw a cross under the bus because he's an absolute gem of a bloke, but if he was he to, to communicate something that was like not particularly on the money and influence a whole heap of people and the perception becomes, wow, this is really strong. Do you ever see that and go, oh, hang on, uh, <laughs> we know that that's not the case. Uh, does that happen? And do you laugh about it? Yeah, I can think of like two examples. Like one was fairly big and one was fairly small. But uh, when we halved the um, uh, like recoil reduction that mouse and keyboards get gets compared to controller, and we mentioned yep. that in the TWAB, and uh, everyone thought like we, we tried to you know couch it in terms like well we've playtested this and it actually feels fine, um, but a large segment of the community thought that it was going to ruin mouse and keyboard forever, and then the changes came out and most people were like oh actually I couldn't I tell the that. difference. This seems all right. Such a storm in a teacup. <laughs> um, and the, the other funny one was uh, when we foolishly put SlideShot on ignition code. Um, and there was like a brief period where people were just memeing on it and like firing out a whole bunch of grenades back to back uh, during the one slide and that kind of thing. And then it just sank. Like people were uh, like talking about it for a month and like usage that just then dropped away off. Just fizzled away. I don't know. Do you think that's just people, people sort of lose interest in it or is it just that it's not quite the – I mean, I, I had I genuinely use a ignition code with a slide shot on it. I, I just – I don't know. I never grew out of it. I suppose it's stuck in my ways. But yeah. Here's, here's yeah, a philosophical question for you because you've, you've been making games for many moons now, right? Yeah. 18 years, you said, on the on DCP? Oh, it'll be 22 years, so like 19 as a designer now. Where does whoa with the way that sort of game development is now, there is obviously a lot of ability for the consumer to express feedback, whether that is very ragey or actual legitimate feedback to the developer. Compared with probably when you started, when it wasn't really that, you probably sit down, people either bought the game, they play the game, you look at the stats and you go, <laughs> Yeah, we made a good game. Or do you know what I mean? Like what What's the difference? And like, how do you feel about that, where it is now? I mean, I think overall it's a, in a better place now. Like you, you have actually like one. So one of the things that I like about working on Destiny compared to say working on a, you know, six year AAA project box product kind of thing is I can have an idea, put it into the game and it ships three months later and I, I find out what people think about it. And so you have this, like by AAA standards, it's a really short feedback loop. Uh, which right. I think lets you improve design. Try a lot of things. Yeah, right. Whereas if you're looking at the same thing for six years without any external contact, it's really easy to get in your own head and like keep you know, fiddling with it um, when maybe it's already good enough. Yeah, so right. So inter interesting thing about like the online interactions and stuff, like my first jobs, job in the games industry, I uh, uh, I was playing this game called Warlord's Battlecry um, back in, would have been 99 or something. And I was just reading up forums on the games. Like when I'm playing a game, I just like dig into it and like try and find out everything I can. Um, and I noticed one of the developers posting on this bulletin board and I like sent him a private message on the bulletin board and say, hey, wow, like you actually live in my home city. Uh, do you have any jobs going? And he said, yeah, actually. <laughs> and so I like, I, I just got my first job off the back of um, sending someone a bulletin board message in. Wait, this is this is your law. This is your OG law. This is how you got into <laughs> yeah. game development. Wait, yeah. so what's the game called? 
Uh, the game was called, like, the series was called Warlords. It's like yep. this, Warlords. you know, this, like, 30-year um, storied franchise all developed in Australia by this, it was at the time, this company called SSG. Um, and they've since um, vanished. But I guess they're still around, but they're doing um, more, much smaller projects now. So what was um, the first thing you did for, for the company? So I was, so that uh, he said, yeah, like in a few months, we're going to be hiring programmers and 3D artists. And I had a, an electrical engineering background, so a bunch of programming. My first job out of uni was as a programmer. Um, but I'd been messing around a lot with uh, 3D modeling packages and was actually really enjoying that and said, oh, do you have any art jobs going? He said, yeah. And so it sent me an art test. And somehow I modeled, modeled through it and <laughs> passed the art test, which is a bunch of nonsense. Look at me. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How hard can it, it be? It turns out that if you just do that a lot, um, you can turn out something that's half decent. Yeah, so I made like, uh, I did uh, 2D terrain art for strategy games and uh, like some th th bit of 3D modeling, uh, rigging and animation, like just bits of everything. Um, I was one of two artists at the studio. Uh, but then after that job, it's like, man, I am much better, much better at design than I am at art. So since since the yeah. second job, I didn't want to make fun of engineers, but I've got a family of engineers, and none of them are good at art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the anomaly. Yeah, I mean, it's right? a stereotype for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, I think it's probably a lot harder to to get into game development now. Would you say? Yeah, like when when you uh, when you're talking to students and this kind of thing, and they're like hoping to get some tips on how to get into the industry, and they say. Well, how did you get into the industry? I'm like, well, I did an electrical engineering degree and then I taught myself some 3D art and then I messaged someone at a bulletin board. <laughs> There's no way that works anymore. <laughs> so I said, well, this is how I got into the industry, but like maybe get yourself a, a game design degree and build up a portfolio of work. And, Start uh, building stuff, right? Start right. doing. Yeah, that's always the advice now. It um, just goes yeah. to show how quick it's changed. Build stuff. Yeah. 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 Like there weren't even uh, games degrees when, when I was at uni. Yeah. I mean, what what vintage yeah. is that? We're talking like, God, Duke Nukem sort of era. Nineties, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember yeah, playing playing uh, Doom and Quake on the in the university computer labs. What? <laughs> ah, misspent <laughs> education yeah. PCs. We've, I think we've all been there. What was the first game? If you look back, what what was the game that that made you want to to even begin to go down this road? Was it Warlords or was it um, was the seed planted earlier than that? So, yeah, I mean, Warlords had a, a map editor. And so I would, yep. like, make, um, you know, strategy game maps of Middle Earth and, and that kind of thing and, like, reskin the races to, um, you know, be Gondor and, um, you know, Mirkwood Isles and that kind of stuff. Um, like, I, I would spark to be involved in games somehow much earlier. Like, I... I my first, uh, my first games were on Commodore 64. Um, actually, the first console I ever owned was an Xbox, like original Xbox, because I really wanted to play Halo. But we never had consoles growing up. It was all like Commodore 64 and then an Amiga and then like yep. PCs. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've, got, we've got some more technical questions. I don't know if we want to ask technical questions, if you feel like going over some stuff. But we had a, we had a couple of questions about... Some enhanced perks and where, how you're feeling about enhanced perks at the moment and um, maybe weapon crafting. Talk to that at all. Uh, yeah. So 
the way those interact is is pretty interesting because like we're not going to have every weapon in the game craftable like that's that's not the intent of the system yeah um, but we wanted to, there to be a real draw to weapon crafting and part of that is enhanced perks um but because regular like random rolled weapons have to compete with crafted weapons we don't want to make the enhanced traits too strong so they're like the guideline is they can be five to ten percent stronger in some uh, in some way than the base perk so it'll be like if the duration is five seconds maybe it can go to five and a half seconds or you know six seconds or if the effect is it gives plus 20 stability then it can give you you know maybe plus 25 mm -hmm. or something like that we'll like fudge the numbers a little bit case by case um but Eddie... we found that it even a fairly small increase is enough to really motivate people. It's sort of a similar thing to adept weapons, right? Like adept weapons are probably 2% more powerful than the base weapons. But as soon as an adept weapon comes out, people see that the base weapons are garbage and they only <laughs> right. yeah. I think it's largely a psychological thing, right? Like if you know that yeah. there's something, it's just that, that, that tiny little bit. I think the other part of like leaning into craftable weapons is, you know, in, in my instance, right? The, the one that I chased last season, the, the Callus mini tool, it is oh, yeah. knowing that at the end of the day you're going to be able to get the role that you want, right? Like that yeah. that that for me is is more the inherent value. So I think even if people weren't there were no enhanced perks, I, I still see a value in them. Yeah, I um, think like so we wanted to make sure that it was uh, there was a reason to do it. But I think that you're right and that the deterministic route to getting the exact weapon that you want uh, is a, a really important driver. Like I think that's why, for example, you see Ostringer. Um, like all over PvP all the time, and like eighty percent of those weapons are the crafted versions, um, because mm. you can just get that deterministic thing. How do you feel um, weapon crafting has been received in general? Do you think is it met your expectations, like from a stats wise, with how many people are, are crafting weapons? Do you think it needs a bit more work still? Do you think it's sort of in the right spot where people should only be crafting a couple weapons, or you know something that really is an outliner, like? What are your thoughts in general with the weapon crafting system? Yeah, so it's not where we want it to be. Like, we're making improvements every season, and we've got, like, more overhauls to the stuff coming later down the line. Um, so we're definitely still working on it. I do think, though, it was uh, it was received pretty much as well as we wanted it to. The thing with it is that if it had been received really well, it probably would have been a sign that would screw something up. Because, like, if everyone was, like, yeah, I came in and I crafted all the weapons I wanted on day one. I was like, oh, damn it. Well, we, we just blew the whole chase, didn't we? So yeah, like, if people were really happy right away, that wouldn't have been a good sign. I think like we're dialing that stuff in, like some of it's a bit extreme, but I think it's uh, it's in roughly the place we wanted to in terms of duration of chase and that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have do like you a template like, in your, like internally in your head about, you know, okay, like raid crafted weapons, that that's a maybe that that's always going to be a thing. And maybe there's a couple of things like um, the hand cannon or stringer, you know, it's going to be really strong. So people might craft that all for the PVE players, you know, Callus mini tool, and then everything else is maybe just for the collectors. And then, then above that is your RNG is stronger. Like technically, like maybe you can use this better perk combos on um, stuff that's going to randomly drop to keep people going into the playlists. Yeah, that, that's something that you'll notice with perk pools of the, the weapons in general. Like, there was some concern internally that because enhanced perks are technically better, like, they they are, you know, they're absolutely better. It's only a relatively small amount, but it's yeah. enough. Um, so we had to make sure that, like, we're not going to let you craft files weapons uh, anytime in the near future. 
So we needed to make sure that the trials weapons were still desirable, and that's largely stats and uh, perk combinations. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as like the the duration of chase and like how we arrived at that stuff, uh, we what we wanted was for players to spend you know somewhere the same ballpark of time that they would to get a god roll, um, but deterministically. So there's no randomness. Like where if you were chasing a god roll from I don't know, like say you're trying to get an adapt palindrome or something. You could run a thousand strikes and not get the exact roll that you wanted, or you could yep. get the the roll you wanted on your first strike, and both of those are bad results from our point of view. Like we want you to um, invest something into getting the weapon, um, but with crafting, we can make sure that you're never going to be totally screwed up getting the exact thing that you want. Like you'll definitely get there once you've got the pattern for it. I think we ended up saying um, ah, like total length of chases like half or a third the time of a random rolled weapon or something like that. Um, right. And I think for the raid weapons that you mentioned, like uh, how long do you figure people played Deepstone Crypt or um, like Vault of Glass until they were sort of done with the raid? Oh, I don't know. I think Log and I probably sit outside. Yeah, we, we've we, never we, really we been like <laughs> collectors. We've been, yeah, it's close think- enough. It's good enough. Um, yeah. and I also prioritize, I'm definitely at the point in my destiny playtime where I just do activities that, I, that I enjoy now because I just, I don't have the energy to, to what? be grumpy about playing games at the time, be grumpy and doing a grind that I just don't want to do. So I'll, I'll say this, right. And, and here's, here's probably the, 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 the analogy. I did shitloads of vaults because I had in my mind what I wanted. I wanted an osmosis fate bringer. Right, and I never got yeah. it to this to this oh, no. to this day. I never got it. <laughs> so Shit. I finally got my one of those like a month ago. Finally. I don't know. And I had this. I had this whole build set up, like my old solar build before uh, Solar three came around, and it was sort of like the it was my stand in for Sunshot, right? Because I wanted Firefly yeah. and I wanted Osmosis so that I could I could give it the you know throw a grenade, get make it effectively make it a solar weapon. So I, ne- I never got it, but I I. I I think I've I've probably done that more and walked away like kind of disappointed that I didn't get it. I mean, look, I'll one day I'll get back to it. It's like everything in Destiny. But with Vow, with sort of having being able to I can't remember the name of the um the linear fusion, but it was sort of like it was the, the big ticket item. Like if you don't have a reads regret, go and get this because it's a it's an ex, an excellent stand in and then you can craft it and you know, you can you can effectively build yourself a god roll. I, I know that my motivation to raid was more more consistent because I could I could seek that out and I knew that you know I could get to the end and I'd be able to get my red bar you know pick whichever one I wanted and and all of that and and even still now I mean like we we've sort of Maddie and I have have, have done the the thing where we we sort of step away from Destiny for a little bit Matt's gone and you know had a child <laughs> and I, I've been super busy with work so we, we're sort of and getting- I'm sick of Destiny I'm gonna go have a kid. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just for relaxing, you know, and it really needed to blow some steam. I'm going to go and, you know, have my, my child's child. toxic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's <laughs> screams and as much as less. Destiny Reddit. <laughs> but I, I still want to get into Vow because, like, I've been on the wrong end of some really nasty submissions in PvP. And I'm like, yep. well, I know that I could go in and, and, and build myself one if I put the time into it. So I think, I think it's valuable. Like, I mean, I don't know. Vault's kind of an anomaly because it's 
it's my favorite raid and I want to do it anyway. So I, I definitely lent yeah. into it. And when we when it was farmable, I, I was in there doing that. But in terms of the the entire chase through, I think I've probably done more vows. I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to have a look. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Personally, I I actually like the the weapon farming in dungeons. I think they're a nice medium for me because you don't need to get six people together to do them. You can often do them with just two people as well, and you can farm the encounters. I think that's like my favorite time in Destiny is 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 doing dungeons, and that's where I, I enjoy spending my time. Just from the mechanic point of view and from the reward point of view, you get armor, you get weapons, you do master, you get the artifice armor. So yeah, that's where I spend a lot of my time. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I think for raids, like we just want the uh, acquisition of crafted weapons to keep players interested for as long as the like, like random drops would have been. I think it ends yeah. up being a bit less. If you, like if you're a completionist and you want every god roll from Vault of Glass, you're probably still doing it right. Like <laughs> yeah. if you want a god roll of, of every weapon from Vow, you can do that in like a bit over a season. If you yeah, uh, if you if you're doing it every week like, on every character and getting yeah. through and, and farming I'd, it. I do enjoy the different ways. I, I don't know what I don't know what's best yet because you know we've, there's mm. been a couple of different things that happen with like guaranteed red borders. You know you got a way of getting guaranteed red border in in Vow, and then um, guaranteed red border with this season was you know once a week with your upgrade your um, the helm upgrades cra 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 crown of sorrow. You know yep. like that's something that I've just been plugging away at to get my cows mini tool. Um, Sure, it's slower than if I just grinded it, but as someone who I didn't really want to spend all my time in the seasonal activity, like it felt nice to be able to just once a week know I can go pick up a red border and then I'll eventually have that mini tool, you know? I think those sorts of ways of mitigating RNG are really important in this kind of a system because otherwise you've, you've kind of just, you've got the same problem that you did before, right? Like you're just you're grinding red borders, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I think we'll see uh, some like further ways of mitigating the RNG um, in future seasons. Like it won't be, won't be season 18, but uh, we've got some things coming up, which should make like getting that first acquisition um, a little less RNG. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the timing right for it. Yeah. Can I ask like just one massive overarching question? Because it comes back to something that Matt and I discuss a little bit on the podcast. And we, 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 we kind of have this, I mean, Matt and I look, I'm not disparaging anyone in saying this, but Matt and I take sort of destiny and, and its balance probably less serious than half of, <laughs> of this community's population. Yeah. So for us, when something is like clearly the, 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 the powerful thing, we gravitate towards it to use it, but also don't get as upset about it when uh, <laughs> we're on the wrong end of it. You know, the, the really good yeah. submission role being you know an example that yeah. i've i've found myself on the wrong end of lately or like omioculus i'm just crutching an omioculus right now until it gets slammed i'm like you know what great like it's a i've made a void build with it and otherwise i might not be using this and then i'll move on to the to the next meta and i i definitely like log said i think i'm at the point where like this is space magic this is destiny like there's always going to be something that rises to the top so you know what what is your how, what's your definition of balance in, in destiny? Yeah, and like, is it is it always going to be like whack a mole for? There's always going to be an outlier. I'm convinced, and because we we this yeah. is what we we spoke about last week on the podcast, and we said I reckon you could go back every single season, no matter how, like all the way back to Destiny One to the start of Dawn of everything, and there would always be a weapon that either rightly or wrongly the perception was well that's the meta because it's stronger, and like, 
I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing and other people do. So I'd, I'd be interested to see what what you think of it, yeah. giving it being, being the man, right? Like, Yeah, like we're not aiming for everything to be perfectly balanced. We just want like every weapon type or every exotic weapon to be, like we would say, viable uh, in some big chunk of the game. So like, yep. it's okay if there's a weapon that's only useful in PvP. Uh, it's it's okay if there are weapons that are strong everywhere, as long as you have a reason to run. Um, all of the things we build, we'll be happy. And we're not there yet, obviously. Like there's there's a bunch of low liars, but um, what we found is that a really really strong, um, overpowered weapon just crushes the like player choice in the game. Like yep. everyone just has to run that thing, and that's not healthy. Like we're okay with right. stuff having having a bit of time in the sun. Like yeah, you can have a hard light meta for three weeks. Or whatever, um, or like something can be hot for a season if it's not uh, too busted. Uh, but yeah, it's like really about making sure that you can run most things and uh, not feel like you're uh, making a mistake by doing that. Right, because it's interesting when you look at Destiny as a you know MMO. I guess it brands itself as an MMO or MMO light, and. MMO PvP is really about an unfair advantage, right? Like if you spend more time, you should have an advantage over your opponent. And there is obviously a huge amount of aspects of that in Destiny, which is like you spend more time grinding for the god roll, you know, you will have an advantage. How big it is depends on also skill level, like in yeah. in, in the Crucible uh, or, you know, in PvP. Um, so that's always how... I think about it and it's it's interesting when there's a big conversation about everything trying to be balanced or getting close to being balanced. It's like, well, I don't think people, people, PvP people want that either. I think they want not everybody <laughs> to have access <laughs> to... <laughs> what, what you know, like, Omni Oculus or like World of Wolves, right? Exotics are actually easy to acquire. I think sometimes that makes it an issue when they're, when they're really strong. But when you have a like god roll that's strong, you go spend a lot of hours to it, then you actually only get the top level guys using it, which is also not healthy either. So like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't envy you. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like there's an interesting thing there where say you had like a, a god rolled fusion rifle a year ago, uh, like, you know, under pressure, high impact reserves, you took it into Crucible, you wrecked house with it. Yep. Um, those weren't common. So like people didn't complain about it all that much. Yeah. But then Zer sold a god ring. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah I was going to ask. Well, and suddenly they're everywhere, right? Like you look at Who the Who does um... that? Who did that? <laughs> <laughs> Who decides it's, what Zer gets? It's legitimately completely random. Like I don't oh. know how that kept happening. I actually really? like I went and went and checked and made sure that that was actually the case, but it's totally random. It you, wasn't you some intern going, <laughs> boys. <laughs> <laughs> watch this yeah, some so men funny. just want to watch the world burn give everyone right. <laughs> i thought of that actually with uh was it two weeks ago when zer finally sold the 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 definitive role uh dead man's tail i, I went and grabbed Whatever. one and i thought like this could be egregious oh, yeah. this could be everywhere but it's it's not been so i'm happy to see that so what yeah so sorry we cut you off there so zer obviously bumps up the how many people how many players have a god role and then that yeah weapon that sort of becomes an issue now, or that archetype or that fusion rifles are now like, uh, then maybe they need to be balanced more. I think like rarity of um of really powerful versions of an item uh are fine. Like it's okay if if someone's you know spent the time and they've got this great role or they got a bit lucky yeah. and they take it. That's the fantasy of it, right? Is to to get it that. is a bit, yeah. yeah. 
But also what you find is like, if you give someone a god roll and you send them against a PvP player with a blue hand cannon, who's better than them, yeah, yeah. more yeah. skill player will still win, right? Like thumb skill is very, very important. Like the uh, good gear will give you an edge, but it's, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't compensate completely the skill which is oh, yeah i mean i'm every day <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're talking to two yeah. walking talking examples of that, of that. <laughs> I, i'm i'm using uh no time to explain omni oculus void build and i'm still mid <laughs> mid board I mean, that cabby makes it look so easy oh, no. oh man oh, it's no. it's one of those things it's annoying i whenever I, there's that element of trepidation when whenever i, I watch a build Right, I watch a build video, and normally with PV, PVE stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, I, I understand this, I can do this. But when it's when it comes back to like PVP and leaning into things, I'm like, yeah, but in the in the moment, am I going to be good enough to pull that off? Like, sure, technically, all of this wonderful world is possible, and it's like there's an element of that looking at the the Arc 3.0 stuff too. Is the like, I can't wait to r zap around the map and get heaps of kills and all this, and I'm like, that'll probably happen Ooh, once, yeah. Luke. Like, <laughs> it's pretty technical. It's a bit like that that slide shot ignition code, right? Like, yeah. the people get really really excited about the maximum potential of a thing, uh, but most people like if there's some some really like uh, if there's if there's a lot of tech involved in getting the thing to work for you, that most yeah. people will never be able to exploit it. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's because like the the whole like uh, having different skill levels and having this uh, like um, a game where players can acquire powerful items and then take those into PvP. Like it really does uh, remind you that we kind of throw new players to the wolves a bit, and we shouldn't be doing that so much. <laughs> Um, like in PvP or PvE, like it's the the onboarding thing, um, yeah, and like uh, letting those two pools be a bit separate. I think it, you know, obviously gets more complicated when you start looking at stats as well now, and armor resistance or damage resistance, and things yeah. that are built into your your armor stats. And it's like, man, you just you just literally click on Crucible if you're a new player, you, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of like whenever I I see I see like a, a newbie in Crucible, you kind of oh, like God, God God bless you, like good luck because it is you know I'm out there struggling and you're in my game, so like God help you. Yeah. Um, how long do we have? I think it's it's been an hour or so. Yeah, it, it has. We've, I think I think it might be just about time. Um, we should ask the most important question. Which is when is the Nutbush emote arriving, Chris? So you know, actually, like I, I talked to um, this guy Ben, who's on my team, who's uh, responsible for putting emotes in, and I like suggested to him, you know, hey, look, here's a video of this this dance. Maybe you should put that in as an emote. Yeah. What was the reaction? Um, he, he promised to take a look at it. That sounds like he flaked out. What's that, Ben? <laughs> that sounds like me messaging Matt about anything. Yeah, I'll get to it. And then yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah, yeah it could how happen. Does, how does emotes, like, is it is there a team that, that just look after emotes and do people just, like, suggest crazy? Is it like a, a box and Bungie's HQ and you just, like, drop in a suggestion for emotes? Then they're like, okay, that's cool. Or is it... Yeah. So for, like, um, armor ornaments and weapon ornaments and emotes there are a bunch of different like brainstorming channels which anyone yeah, in the right. studio can just join and throw out yeah, ideas cool. so yeah we get quite, get quite a large pool of ideas and then the 
like whoever the primary stakeholder is on the team, um, like picks and chooses from those. Yeah, uh, cool. So yeah, like it's basically for the emotes, I think it's only like a couple of people who really do all of the content for that. This uh, yeah. like an animator or a VFX artist. So all we need to do is every time we get a dev on, just keep convincing them to put the note in Nut Bush when we need the <laughs> Nut Bush. Bush City Limit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Oh, man. I saw the, uh, when um, I was looking over the, twitch chat logs for firing range and there was one point where a whole bunch of uh like ddu people just descended on the chat and it was just like pages and pages of nutbush nutbush <laughs> <laughs> i mean is, is I that really sort of screenshot of that. <laughs> is that is that is that it is that the crowning moment because that's like the dcp yeah. ddu crossover point is the nutbush <laughs> the nutbush yeah <laughs> it is and, and us growing so up true. thinking it was like this big american phenomena and then we get to the Point where yeah. no one over there even knows what the fuck it is. It's yeah. just a thing yeah, we do. I don't know how school. this like Tina Turner song became so iconically Australian, but like we yeah. did that when I was in primary school. Yeah, right? yeah, so funny. Everyone knows it. I'm not going to do it now because for God's sake, no. I'm, like, <laughs> no, I, think, I mean, it was like a fifty thousand channel um, like charity reward when we did the Nut Bush with DC. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Don't, don't give it away for free, mate. Right. Oh. Uh, Chris, do you have anything we didn't speak about? I mean, you did have a uh, firing range. I don't know if there's anything you want to address from there that you saw come up or anything in general you want to give people hints, anything that we can just promo, say DDU's better. This is what Chris told us on DDU. <laughs> this massive exotics coming, huge poggers. We can say something uh, completely uninteresting and then I'll just put a huge beep over it and we'll act like, <laughs> like we are told something important. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah just like beep every other word yeah yeah i mean you're australian um, so <laughs> who knows what it could be <laughs> yeah i have to watch my mouth a bit around americans oh, yeah, um yeah, true. yeah so like when you posted the uh like uh anyone got any questions for this like there are yeah. a ton of technical questions that came yeah. up which are obviously not appropriate for this podcast yeah. Uh, yeah. but i think probably what we'll do is um like go over the firing range questions that didn't make it and the DDU ones um, and like other community sourced ones. And you remember a while ago, we did like just a, a twab that was a, a weapons Q and a basically like we found oh, a bunch of yeah. questions on the internet and we'll probably just put that up. Like it's a better use of time than me, like opening up the game data and reading it out to people. Or yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, I think people would get a massive amount out of that. And I think that, like, if you can get it from, if you can get enough to do it from, from what you've we've done already in terms of firing line and and here and and anywhere else, but it's sort of explicitly discussed on Reddit rather than openly soliciting questions. Because I imagine if if Bungie were to do that, it would be like like trying to drink from a like fire hose. It would just be bullshit. oh yeah, <laughs> way way better off just gathering them from where yeah. people are already asking. Uh, yeah, if someone like wants to collate those uh, those questions, send them my way. There you go. It's on you, you guys now. Collate the collate them, and we'll send them on. There you go. I'll I'm, I'll happily do that. I would I would be honoured. <laughs> awesome. All right. Finally, I I don't know. I mean, there's probably not. But Chris, is there anything that you would like to ask us after we've sort of kind kind of picked you? But I don't feel like we've we've gone too hard on you, given the the firing lane firing range maths lessons that you often yeah. <laughs> often get. But um, yeah, I like. It. You go on massive breakdowns and people correct you on the, the game data stuff. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I can't imagine having your job, man. I can't imagine turning up and saying, here's something I did. And people will be like, no, that's not what you did. And then they're um, right. Actually, <laughs> it's not his. Yeah, I, think, 
yeah, people are pretty okay with it when you like go, oops, you know, actually you're right. Like pe people like it when you say they're right about something. Um, yeah, no, I've never had that. I've never experienced that. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. So if you were to make a, a gun themed over something Australian or named oh. after something Australian, what would it be? What would it do? I did, I did have a lot of ideas. We were, we were joking for a while that we were going to go to PAX and do a panel um, about like Australian um, like themed exotics, like uh, like a Ned Kelly's helmet <laughs> that just meant you couldn't right, be headshot, but you took more damage everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> or you, like, like, you know, like triple damage if someone shoots you in the legs. Something yeah. like that <laughs> or, or uh, like a pair of double pluggers that you could walk over any any hot surface in the game. You'd be immune to like uh, what's the wither horde pools because you've got <laughs> you've got your pluggers on, right? Yeah. Like, Radiolarian, you just stand, Yeah, yeah, you just stand on it. You know, I'm yeah. impervious because I've got, I've got my uh, hot sand effect. Oh, a gun, a gun. Oh. We, uh, I did this exercise yesterday as part of the um, the last segment on the on the quiz, but, but we did a Arc 3.0 with Australian um, spin. Yep. And Luke, when I asked across the editors, did a the the boomerang barrage, and it's like throwing knives, but boomerangs, and if they don't hit, they come back. <laughs> it's like gives you it gives you some super energy back. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's actually really fun. Yeah, I think yeah. We, we could probably build that as well. Like have uh, have projectiles that go out in a circle, and uh, if they hit something, you don't get it back. And if they miss, you have to position yourself so you can catch it. Right, otherwise it just goes past. Catch something as it comes back. Because I mean, yeah. you got the you got the Titan shield that that obviously has got the the ricochets and, and bounces, but nothing that necessarily loops loops back to you. Imagine someone standing behind something and you loop and you, oh, that would be so annoying. You just, you know, oh, someone's down. behind a Titan shield, right? And you can yeah, get the boomerang to go around the edge of the shield. Yeah, if it, but, but I have, I have one condition and it, like, only because it's an Australian thing that you need to push a button, right? Right. As it comes back, whatever, it could be the throw button again to catch it or it'll knock your head off. There's got to be risk reward, right? Like I'm going to throw this and if I get distracted, it will drill me in the back of the head and I will die. <laughs> like that kid out of Mad Max, right? The one with the, yeah, true. Like the I mean, bladed boomerang. Yeah, that was, yeah, right. Exactly that. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. No I res. <laughs> As for it was a gun, actually a version of Osteostriga that was kind of like that, like where you could target something with the weapon and then aim off screen and the bullets would like curve out and then come around follow them around corners Ooh. it's really annoying Ooh. Yeah, i don't know what about what about a gun and i know that this is you know i mean i guess it's a bit like colony but a grenade launcher that shoots swooping magpies oh god <laughs> so instead of going down and nightmare. crawling around um i mean like look, yeah like but but they they'll kind of like circle and then <laughs> But if you wear these, these are like all weapons that already exist. We just replace them with the yeah, same. Yeah, I know. But like, no, hang on, hang on. I've got, a, I've got an idea for an exotic. And then we'll do an exotic that's got like, it's a stack hat with eyes painted on the back. Yep. And it makes you immune. Right? <laughs> you have like eyes painted on and then the zip ties through the holes. Yep. Did you do that? Zip ties through the holes and then you're yeah. sweet. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm onto something. Oh. Holy shit. The Americans won't know what's going on now. Yeah. No, it's like, fine. Man, I, I lived in Canberra when I worked at. Uh, 2k australia for like a couple of years and i used to ride my bike to work and on the way to work it was always the swooping magpies and you have to remember where they're nesting and avoid those <laughs> like pick other streets and then the, on the way back if it was dusk like there were all these kangaroos on the, the bike track yeah you have to like go on roads and stuff 
<laughs> do you do you it's have any Australian themed perks or weapons or anything that you want to share? I think uh, anything upcoming. I don't think we we put any in uh, in season eighteen. There was just yeah, there were the those couple in Witch Queen and the one in um, season seventeen. I think yeah. final I'm have to web. find more opportunities. Funnel Web was a beautiful moment because I mean yeah. it is it is incredible and like by far my like favorite gun of recent memory for PvP because it's I don't know the range on it just feels like wild <laughs> for me yeah. for for the gun that it is but it's also something that like I used to find in my pool filter and it so it's, oh it's it comes back it comes back to her. I used to have a jar <laughs> at, when I you know back in the living at home with the folks. And we had a jar that had like little because funnel webs are. I, I mean, I don't know if, if if you're in the states, go and Google what a funnel web spider is. They they are the thing here. Like, I'm not worried about snakes. Everyone talks about Australia with snakes. I'm I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the spider. Now, the funnel web as a spider, for whatever reason, right? Its venom only affects higher primates, and there are no higher oh. primates native to Australia. Yep. So you don't have to worry about them with your dog or anything like that. They won't hurt your dog, but they will make you very, very sick, if not kill you. Really? So, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I wonder who <laughs> – it seems a very, very malicious way to evolve funnel so, I mean, I, so what I'm hearing from this is Chris has going to go away. He's going to make a new funnel web perk that only affects hunters or titans, baby. <laughs> right, because then please. it goes to eight. Wait, which one of them is the higher life form? <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> It's not Titans. It's it's not. <laughs> All right. Well, we might wrap up there, but we are super appreciative of your time, Chris. It's been it's been great to come on and and have a chat. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've learned a lot. I guess we'll we'll find out in a few days when we release it whether whether anyone else did. So. Oh look, everyone will be caught up playing the game anyway, so it won't matter. It's yeah. Look, and and I mean. Yeah. What is it? Vault shot or jolt shot? I'm calling it now. I'm, I'm gunning for that perk. I'm going to find out how you to know, get my hands I can't on. remember what the dev name is. It's one of those. One of them's the go. dev name. One of them's the shipping name. And I, I kind of wish we'd named uh, the base perk something else so it was more obvious. Jolt. Except then it probably would have shipped. Oh, jolt. Look for it. I think is it must it? be... The, the arc through one overb is jolt, so it must be jolt shot. Right. It, make, it would make sense, that. unless they're trying to be arty about it. <laughs> and then it would be vault shot. <laughs> Yeah, we should just do that. Um, you know, here's the dev name, name the the shipping name thing. Well, it's tra trampoline spring static or something, <laughs> so that they can't <laughs> run with it. <laughs> Electric shock from yeah. fence. <laughs> and then six months later, the the perk is in the game. Yeah, and then no then it's electric about. shock from fence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you very much for coming on and uh, being giving of your time on a, on a Friday evening for you. Um, it, has been, it has been a pleasure. Maddie, you got anything you'd like to, to say in closing? I don't know why. Get a VB up, yard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, VB. VB, not Foster's. But no one here drinks Foster's. <laughs> it's a don't touch that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's no. like, that's right. why we export it to everywhere else in the world because no one here drinks it. Yeah. I All right, awesome. Coopers, actually. I, I guess enjoy. Hopefully, when you see this, I hope you've enjoyed the showcase. I hope you're enjoying Arc 3.0. I hope you're getting your raid prep done. I think there'll be a lot of hype, a lot of excitement in the community. So I hope you're having a good time if you're listening to this at home. Yeah, always good to talk Destiny with Aussies. I don't get the chance to do that very often. 
Well, we'll, we'll have to make a habit out of it. Too many NDAs. So thanks for coming on. I think you will be able to have you back. I think we've, maybe. Been, I think we've been really good. I mean, look. I, I mean, the, the other thing is like for there's a bit of. The other the other thing is like, and if you if you if you know the Australian Destiny community, yeah. Fez is listening in on this call, and she's also there's a hill over there, and she's got a sniper rifle. Like she's perched up there just in case things got out of hand. So we were safe the whole time. There you go. There you go. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, and like, let's let's get hyped up for uh, for the the new weapons coming with uh, what, what season is it? Eighteen. Oh, no, I'm lost track. Season 18. Hell yeah. 19. Watch out. Let's go. Watch out for that really, really silly auto rifle. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to cut hey, it cut off there. right there. Cut there. <laughs>there you go there you have it ladies and gentlemen chris proctor yeah i mean a monster interview wrapping up a monster episode of the the ddu the recap and all of that good stuff maddie i think it's about time you and i got out of here despite the fact we haven't done anything for the last hour except sit around and watch ourselves talk to chris proctor after the fact but do you have any closing comments uh, do you have anything I'm you'd fueled, like to say fueled by excitement for the future of destiny man like I'm more excited about Lifefall at the moment than I am this season. Yeah, it's kind but of it's, nice. Yeah, I'll give you that. It, it, it is. The Destiny universe is just opened up. <laughs> it's blossoming. It's, it's blossoming. It's a flower. And on that, uh, I don't know, stunning visual, we'll leave you. Stand by for a raid uh, and... Uh, you know, have a good night. Go and play the game. I don't even know why you've been here watching this oh, nonsense. Go play the game. I'm going to go play the game. I'm going to go play the game. All right, we're out of here. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.